Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. With the rockets or whatever, but incredibly fast, you know, almost the direction. They would move fast to be an airplane. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. What's up, guys? It is Thursday night, which means it's one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. 
Like I said, this show's live, and we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And as always, we're taking your phone calls to be part of the conversation tonight, to be part of the the two ways that this goes. Like I said, uh, as you guys know, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, this show is not about me preaching to you or trying to make you vote for that guy or I, I don't really care or trying to make you religious or not religious or somewhere in between. I don't care. You be you. That's the most important thing to me. And you make up your own mind about everything because, well, we're individuals after all. And just because uh, you get a mob of people telling you to believe a certain thing doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And so, like I said, like I've always said, uh, this is uh, this is not the answer show. This is the question show. And so it's okay to hang out. Like I always say, we're non-denominational, uh, religious or not religious or somewhere in between. It's all fine. It's all good. And, uh, you know, we try to be as apolitical as possible because politics are poor. Poison, and uh, you know this lefty righty, uh, you know the poofling in contest, which really has everything to do with elites amassing more power, and has almost nothing to do with them legislating on our behalf. Which, well, last I checked, that was the premise of this entire country. Talking about the United States, of course, and so, well, that's what we're here doing to talk about all the things. Like I said in the beginning, there that uh, really don't get a lot of play, don't get enough. Um, enough people really considering them and you know for that reason i think it's it's a you know it's a failure of the press it's a failure of the media for sure because they're always you know political pushing and pulling and making up these narratives and then again you know this afghanistan thing is blown up and you know and that's just awful awful like horrific tragedy going on over there right now they're butchering people by the dozens hundreds or even thousands on a daily basis right now and uh, you know uh, they're 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 doing what they do right so the, the the righties are going ah we told you biden's a loser and then the lefties are going well what are you going to do you know you can't getting out of afghanistan at any point was going to be a mess no matter what right so i I just don't know i mean uh, clearly it's tragic and tragedy is enough for me it's it's uh it's not a it's not a thing that i think we should be politicizing it's a thing uh in my opinion that we should be uh trying to figure out let's uh let's get our people safely out of there let's not leave people that have uh, been interpreters and working with the u.s military for you know the better part of 20 years to just get butchered in the streets that's not okay to me and uh like i said tragic horrific and uh uh, but this show isn't about that. We're not going to talk about Afghanistan. That's just a, an example of where the, the news media is. If you turn on anything right now, they're politicizing it, right? They're they're making excuses or they're, you know, uh, on the attack. But, you know, again, lefty-righty stuff. It's just, it's just silly. It's also silly when the fact of the matter is uh, we should all be really concerned about what's happening over there because it's uh, it seems to be a failure of many things, a failure of government, a failure of the media, a failure of leadership, and, of course, a failure of um, the rest of the world for just sitting by and allowing these things to happen. It's uh, it's tragic. And uh, that's why we talk about these things. That's why we talk about other things than what's going on there, because sometimes when you're half a world away from that, which I am, which we are, if you live in the West, it's, um, you know, it, it, it seems like a distant nightmare. And uh, it's been ongoing. It's an ongoing distant nightmare. Just, uh, just terrible. But if we if we think about other things, right? If we talk about other things, just in generalities, 
uh, topic-wise, um, you know, we we let our minds wander a little bit. It's okay. It's okay to to speculate on some things. It's okay to to be wrong. It's really okay to be wrong, and that's part of what this is all about. Part of the the questions and uh, part part of why we do the, the show in this format. It's okay. It's okay to speculate, and it's okay to be wrong. And uh, we we're coming into a you know, like I said, the post truth world or whatever it happens to be is not really uh, a a happy place, not really a hospitable place for people that want to think for themselves, right? Uh, It's it's very much becoming just like 1984, right? With the the people in the inner party wearing the dark overalls, and when they walk by, everybody shuts up because you don't want to say something that may implicate yourself, even if the thing you say is true, Uh, even if the thing you say is right and just, it does not matter. If you go afoul of the party... Guess what happens? Uh, you're, they're they're already posturing to uh, to label you a terrorist and uh, other things worse. And so it's uh, like I said, it's it's a horrific thing, and we're re- really living in um, just a just a really grotesque takeover of well, um, whatever comes next. And uh, I think what comes next is exactly you know what all the conspiracy theorists have been saying all along. Uh, there's going to be a new world order. There's going to be a a reckoning to come and um uh, unfortunately in my opinion it's it's not it's going to get worse before it gets better because uh right what are they doing trying to bankrupt the country what are they trying to do trying to uh join up with uh right uh maybe maybe chinese interests or at least uh you know entertain them as right i mean Anyway, it's frustrating. The entire thing is frustrating. But anyway, so what we're going to talk about tonight instead of that stuff, uh, like I said, it's uh, if, you, if you let your mind wander in those directions, you end up um, in a dark place sometimes because it is. It's a dark world we live in, and there's uh, lots of horrific things happening pretty much everywhere. And uh, the, the, the point of me saying all that is that uh, there are other things that we should pay attention to as well, other things here, other things in our minds, other things of uh, you know, kind of creating a good reality for ourselves and for our neighbors and for our families. And those things that are still possible, those things still exist. And that's why we do it the way we do it. And so if you want to be part of the show tonight, kind of my long, long winded intro ramble here, uh, we uh, take your phone calls to be part of that, to maybe, to maybe get together and talk about um, the ways we can improve things. Um, Like I said, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a, 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 a comedian. I'm literally just a concerned citizen with a microphone on the internet. That's that's really what this is all about. And so if you want to be part of the show tonight, it's really simple. Just uh, give us a call. Phone number you can reach us at is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And you can reach us at, on Discord as well by going to troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And then just click on the Discord link. And uh, we'll give you a direct invite to the Discord. Lots of smart people in there having a really great conversation pretty much 24 hours a day. So, yeah, uh, join that if you have not. Also, Discord is a chat client. It's a voice client. It's totally free. Absolutely free. You don't have to pay anything for it. And it's uh, pretty much the future of uh, online communications, in my opinion. It's a very, very good program. And uh, if you like to type to people, it's there. It's like a chat room. If you like to talk with people, it's there. You can jump in like a, a voice channel and talk to people, which uh, has been pretty hopping over in Troubled Minds on the Discord there because, well, lots of folks jump in there after the show and uh, keep uh, the conversation going. It kind of turns into the after party, as it were. 
So anyway, uh, do join the Discord. We also have a Discord at fringe.fm slash chat. Please join that. Lots of smart people there as well. Uh, the communities are kind of merged a little bit, but uh, uh, like I said, it's it's hard to go wrong when you got uh, good people looking out for each other, talking about uh, smart things and sharing good information. So there it is. Also, uh, if you want to help out the Fringe FM, download the app. Go to the App Store uh, available on Apple or, of course, uh, wherever, you, wherever you find your apps for your telephone or your tablet and just download the fringe.fm app and uh, it's a direct radio from uh, from the fringe. So there we go. All right. So a- as we do all that, the phone number's there. You guys know what to do. And uh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's start. So I, I was looking through, uh, as usual, and actually speaking of Discord, speaking of Discord, uh, we have uh, an individual by the name of Noble Cal L. What's up, my friend? He's uh, he's actually been uh, boosting our Discord server. Thank you for doing that. And he, uh, he actually shared a an article a few days ago. So this is actually a submission from uh, one of our listeners out there, one of our supporters, longtime friend of the show. He lives in Texas, really great guy. Uh, He sent this and I I saw this and it it creeped me out. It gave me the creeps. So I'm going to put this on full screen so you can see what we're talking about here if you're watching on the streams. And well, yeah, this is the headline. Scientists grew stem cell mini brains. Then the brains sort of developed eyes and if you look at the photograph well um there's some there's some weirdness to this if if we're calling these mini brains they look like little white blobs all right little white blobs and these eyes they say developed actually developed on these things they look like weird little raisins right like sticking on on these brains of some sort. So anyway, this is creepy. This is extremely creepy. And um, we're going to get to some more of this. It's not going to be just this tonight. But if you want to talk about this in particular, this is this is a creepy way to start. This is a little bit uh, disturbing, let's say. But let's read just a little bit of this so you know where we're coming from. And uh, let's get going. So many brains grown in a lab from stem cells have spontaneously developed rudimentary eye structures scientists report in a fascinating new paper on uh, on tiny human derived brain organoids grown in dishes two bilaterally symmetrical optic cups were seen to grow mirroring the development of eye structures in human embryos this incredible result will help us to better understand the process of eye differentiation differentiation and development as well as eye diseases Quote, this is from a neuroscientist, J. Gopal Roshan, I can't say the name, of University Hospital Dusseldorf in Germany. We're just going to call him J. Uh, the neuroscientist J. says, quote, Our work highlights the remarkable ability of brain organoids to generate primitive sensory organs that are light-sensitive and harbor cell types similar to those found in the body. Creepy, right? These organoids can help to study eye-brain interactions, uh, brain-eye interactions during embryo development, model congenital retinal disorders, and generate patient-specific retinal cell types for personalized drug testing and transplantation therapies. Yeah, well, um, there's, there you go. If you're looking at it, this is exactly what we're talking about. This white blob that you see is a stem cell mini brain that's been created that spontaneously developed its own eyes. Not only how do they know their eyes, of course, well, because they're light sensitive. They seem to react to light. 
So yes, this is uh, this is creepy. I, I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, as this begins, the conversation begins tonight. There's more to this. We're going to get to a bunch of these things. But this is you know stem cells. So these are human cells, of course. But uh, what the what do they? Yeah, I don't know. Like this is this is just creepy to me. What happens when it just pops open some ears and you know grows a little mouth and starts talking to you, right? I mean that's a little far fetched. But how far fetched? Well, I don't know. Uh, Mick in the chat says little brain needs a hat. <laughs> right, right. I think so. I think Mick is right. What's up, Mick? And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. This is a uh, creep. Like like creepy. I've used the word creepy three times, but I'm not sure there's any. Uh, a more apt word uh, than creepy for this because it is i mean so so right we talk about all on this show we talk about all all manner of things including uh you know consciousness things like this and so if uh if you're you know dealing with uh consciousness and we're talking stem cells so these are actually human cells and it's uh developing eyes spontaneously growing its own eyes these little mini brains made out of stem cells uh, is this thing slowly becoming conscious is it does it have consciousness built in is it aware of what's going on does it know it's like a hybrid lab grown entity right creepy this is just uh yeah so so i don't know it, you know it, it kind of begs some some uh, bigger questions to be asked here about this but um what what uh, what actually happened with this and and they don't know that they're, they're you know it's uh because it is stem cells right as many of you know stem cells they say can be kind of like the generic precursor to any cell in the body and what happens is uh if you you know they now of course it's not as simple as this this is like what the the media version of stem cells are is that you know you you take the stem cells and then you put them in a particular area and they'll notice the area they're in and they'll grow you know to to fill in the gap right uh, so if you have like a spinal cord injury or something you can replace some of the information uh you know that's uh, maybe uh, been been severed in like a spinal injury something like that and these stem cells will be able to kind of grow back the connections and possibly uh give back a uh, feeling in like the spinal cord right things like this so you know and, and again right that's the uh that's the media version of what stem cells are and how they're used right and some you know some some say uh the, the big debate over this is embryonic stem cells right are these coming from right uh, uh aborted fetuses in some cases right which of course is the big to do because well if we're harvesting unborn babies to do these things that's that's horrific uh and and then you know again some some lots of ethics things happen in here um but there's another way you can't just um just this is just a general basis of knowledge i have uh, regarding stem cells and i could be wrong the science changes uh i'm not a scientist as you guys know like i said i'm 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 barely even a talk show host barely right uh, because well uh, this goes two ways we are talk show hosts together but but okay so if you if you have comments on this or any anything during the show as you know what we're going to do is we're going to take your phone calls so if you have uh, any comments on this uh, thus far have you did you have you heard of this scientists grow stem cell mini brains and then they sort of develop their own eyes their own eyeballs and these eyes are actually responding to light so if you flash a flashlight in them or something they'll you know move they'll blink like they're they're detecting you know uh the things that optical nerves should detect so uh like i said if this isn't weird what is this like what are these things clearly they're not human but they're trying very hard to be human so yeah so so anyway the other way to get stem cells oh sorry if you want to be part of the uh, show 702-957-1037 does this creep you out 
you think this is uh, what science should be doing and what they're looking at and uh, all the rest of this? Or, you know, am I, uh, am I just, uh, you know, uh, I have a weak, Michael Strange, you have a weak stomach. Yeah, that's fine. If you think that's the case, that's all fine and well. But uh, I stand by what I said initially. This is creepy. This is creepy. Um, so, okay. Uh, there we go. So, all right. So now the other part, the other way. So not just um, embryonic stem cells. You can also, uh, I'm told you can actually uh, get stem cells from your own body. You can scrape them from, um, you know, they, but they're not, they're not as... Uh, durable, they're not as uh, efficient, uh, all this other stuff, which is why the, the embryonic stem cell stuff is so, uh, one, so uh, 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 maybe maybe used in particular, and then two, why it's so controversial, because again, like I said, if we're harvesting unborn babies to do these things, that's just uh, really, really, really gross. Uh, okay, so... All right, so let's uh, let's keep on trucking with this. Now, now uh, again, now I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. So here we go. So here's what these things are: brain organoids are not true brains. All right, as you might be thinking of them, they are small three-dimensional structures grown from induced pluripotent stem cells, cells harvested from adult humans. There you go. So these aren't embryonic stem cells; they're actually harvested from adult humans and reverse engineered into stem cells that have the potential to grow into many different types of tissue. So this is the other way to do it, right? So this is not the embryonic version of stem cells. Also notably too, there's, uh, there's these things called, I can't remember what they're called, but stem cells are also known to be uh, wildly unpredictable. And so the, the reason why I say that the media version of stem cells and the rest of this is, oh, you know, it's like the miracle of uh, the future. You put the stem cells in and, you know, and the, 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 the arm bones connected to the, to the shoulder bone and then, right, and then, you know, you can fix things that are broken, right, that type of stuff. That's the media version of stem cells. There's a horrific version of stem cells, and I can't remember the name of the thing, but there are cases where they put stem cells in, uh, right, they grow them in labs or they put them in human bodies. And the little stem cells, sure, they fill in the gap of what needs to be filled. However, they end up with uh, growing little pieces of their own hair and teeth. Yes, yes. So let's say you, uh, you know, the arm bone connects to the shoulder bone and you got like a horrific shoulder injury and you put some stem cells on there. It may do some healing and, you know, bridge the gaps of whatever nerve stuff was damaged and that type of thing. However, that spot also might grow its own hair and teeth. You see, like I said, a wildly unpredictable. It's sort of a really um, one of those areas of science that's gets a lot of credit for like, oh, you know, medically, this is going to be the future. But then there's still a lot of problems that they're encountering that they can't really um, can't really. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, quantify for. So creepy stuff, creepy stuff. And that, that's about the extent of what I know, know of stem cells. But I do know that uh, that, like I said, the media likes to prop it up as the next generation of medical breakthroughs when uh, it's still uh, is probably not, not the case. This may be far off. This may not even be the way we're going to go uh, medically in the future with uh, Neuralink and all this other stuff coming up too. But, but anyway, so brain organized are not, are not true brains. Here we go. So uh, in this case, these stem cells are coaxed to grow into blobs of brain tissue without anything resembling thoughts, emotions, or consciousness. How do you know? Did you ask it? It doesn't have a mouth and it can't answer you, but its eyes are actually responding to light. So, hmm, weird. Anyway, such mini brains are used for research purposes where using actual living brains would be impossible or at the very least ethically tricky. 
testing drug responses, for example, or observing brain cell development under certain adverse conditions. This time, the Jay, the, uh, the neuroscientist here, and his colleagues were seeking to observe eye development. And yep, you got it. They, they, they got it. They got it. In previous research, other scientists had used ep- embryonic stem cells to grow optic cups, the structures that develop into almost the entire globe of the eye during embryonic development. And other research had developed optic, optic cup-like structures from induced pluripotent stem cells. Uh, rather than grow these structures directly, Jay and his team wanted to see if they could be grown as an integrated part of brain organoids. This would add the benefit of seeing how the two types of tissue can grow together rather than just growing optic structures in isolation. Quote, eye development is a complex process and understanding it could allow underpinning the molecular basis of early retinal diseases. The researchers wrote in their paper, which is fine, right? Like I said, uh, you know, we don't, uh, you don't just magically get better through science. You have to, you have to do the work. You have to do things like this. But like I said, it doesn't, I still don't retract that I said it was creepy because I'll tell you what, it is creepy. So this article in particular got me thinking, right? So we have these, these uh, little mini brains being developed with stem cells and they spontaneously grew their own eyes. Not only that, these eyes are actually responding to light, as I said there, and uh, well, it got me thinking, right? What about human eyes? Is there some other weirdness to human eyes, and is this, uh, you know, um, other than some disturbing questions here, uh, are these things conscious, right, as they say, well, they're not, well, how do you know? (laughs) Like I said, did you ask them? But, uh, you know, other than disturbing questions like that... I got to thinking about what about eyes and right it's been it's been long said that eyes harbor all kinds of different weird stuff you know how you you're being watched and you know you're being watched even though you don't really get it well that's what's on my mind tonight we're going to talk about more of this this is troubled minds on michael strange 702-957-1037 don't go anywhere more after the break Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight. 
as we are every night. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. And tonight, we're talking about, yeah, that's right, stem cells. Many brains grown from stem cells grew their own eyes. And these eyes react to light. These eyes, well, as they say, are these eyes the window into the soul? (laughs) Well, what happens if these little brain organoids don't have a soul? Well, like I said, maybe they do, because how are we supposed to know? We can't ask them. You tell me. I don't know. That's what uh, that's what's on my mind tonight. It's a little bit of weirdness, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, definitely weird stuff here. So there you go. Uh, what's up, Robert? Says you can stream simultaneously live on YouTube and Rockfin, and you are correct. So pretty soon it will probably be. What's up, guys? We are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, D Live, and Periscope. Notice who I left out from that group. So <laughs> like I said, two can play that game. Facebook, if you want to do that. But okay, here we go. We're talking about this weirdness tonight this uh again so it kind of got me thinking about you know are the eyes the windows to the soul as has been suggested right the famous quote and not only that are there is there more to uh human eyes than than it seems to be more than they let on right there's lots of things they say you can curse people with eyes like um talking about like the evil eye things like this it kind of got me thinking about not just the evil eye what about if there's an evil eye is there like a you know the benevolent eye or something to this effect instead of cursing somebody with the eyeballs could you maybe bring them good luck or prosperity uh and then also uh we have that weird uh latent power human power where even if we're not uh where we're you know let's say we're facing the direction straight ahead but we're being watched from behind us we seem to notice you see so it can't be eyes in the back of our head noticing this clearly there's some sort of sensory input that's happening because somebody's looking at you with their beady little eyes and i say that because i have beady little eyes i'm not really calling you that but anyway that's what's on my mind tonight there's a lot of weirdness with this and not just the stem cell stuff and the you know uh growing eyes on these little brain organoids there's more to this and so we're going to talk about that as we go but we're taking your phone calls as i said so here we go we're going to do this we have let's see what do we have looks like this is a uh, justin in texas welcome to the show how are you my friend well, i'm doing good it's supposed to be my name it's supposed to be anonymous but we're good okay all right my bad you still there? i'm still here sorry about that so, hey, it, it's anonymous, good man it's, it's all good anonymous uh, in texas it, i mean once i heard my once i heard my voice would be they knew who i was okay all right. so good. i'll touch on all three of them really really quick and then we'll circle back as somebody would say Sure, go right so, ahead. So, uh, stem cells. Stem cells are the building blocks from a beaded portal, uh, a beaded, uh, boarded fetal tissue that touches into mRNA, rewriting DNA. I'll leave that there. Uh, our eyes, windows to soul. If you actually look at the eye, it's a vortex that looks similar to the magnetic uh, north-south pole. Uh, and it creates a vortex cone and also leads into uh, your conspiracy stuff of uh, free energy and flying saucers. Okay. Let's circle back. What do you think on all three of them? 
All right. Uh, so we, regarding the stem cells themselves, like uh, it is a, aborted fetal tissue. That's that was the like I like I was describing there. That's the old way of doing it. They, there's a new way where they can actually, uh, you know, maybe scrape your skin uh, from adults and then reverse engineer them to be stem cells. And that's how they did this. So it's not just like I said, the, 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 what yeah, the press, uh, what the press says about stem cells is not entirely true because it is right. It's like a, it kind of gets into the abortion debate and some of these other things like these really horrific things. But uh, the reason why uh, it's kind of a hot button is because of that in particular. But they're finding new ways to be able to uh, reverse engineer these stem cells from like skin tissue. So right out, they could scrape right off my arm, take it to the lab, reverse engineer them into stem cells with my DNA, and etc. So it is, it's changing, it's changing. Uh, but I do think that uh, it's not, it's not the same thing. It's not uh, again, you know, the the fetal stem cell th- stuff is um, is a. Uh, a, a different thing entirely. It's a, they're more powerful because, of course, yeah. you know they're they're just like kids grow like a weed. It's the same sort of idea, right? These things are just uh, super powerful versions of stem cells. But okay, uh, so yeah, it's two different sizes tied into one. So you have stem cells, and then you have uh, the rewriting of DNA, like you explained. The uh, back when we went to school, how we would crossbreed plants to get certain plants, so we transplant. Uh, a rose with a blueberry bush tree that was barely growing and say the blueberry bush and put it on a, a rose tree that's fully bloomed and now we got roses and blueberries. That's right. the crossing of DNA. Exactly. And that yep. kind of puts it back to a, a bunch of people that uh, are totally against the, you know, the whole DNA thing and, you know, and I kind of agree with them, like the way science is and stuff like that but uh can we circle back to something completely off subject sure go right ahead what's your thoughts about uh what's going on right now with every portion of europe hating somebody they welcomed for winning (laughs) completely unrelated you have england you have germany you have france you have spain uh and Actually, the entire G7 right now is having a meeting minus the U.S. about the, what's going on. What's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, uh, my thoughts on that are that just geopolitics are just a giant crap show. And uh, unfortunately, they, you know, they're using, again, like we have all this refugee crisis coming out of Afghanistan now. But whose fault is that? I mean, like, like this is this is part of the issue with all of those things. It's like they like to point to particular things and say, "Oh, but look, now this is a problem." Well, okay, but the reason it's a problem is because you jerks made it a problem, right? It's not like it wasn't a problem before that. There were they were different problems. It's like they're always creating uh, crap. Sorry about that. Uh, we just had the phone line drop, so I'm going to keep talking here while we dial back in. Sorry about that, my friend. Hold on one moment, and uh, I'll dial back in and get you on. Don't go anywhere. So uh, you probably can't hear me, but okay. So so uh, as we wait here, we got uh, Anonymous from Texas, and uh, we're going to get him back on the line because the phone line dropped perfectly right when I was having a conversation with him. But uh, all right, so we're going to keep on doing that and uh, doing our thing in just a moment. But we are taking our phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702 702- 9571037 sorry about that my friend uh, the phone line dropped off right in the middle of the conversation are you there 
Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. So, so what I was just saying is that, it, like, a lot of this stuff, it seems uh, not just manufactured. It seems like they're creating these problems. I don't know if it's you know directly intentionally. It, it sure as hell doesn't seem like, seem like they're not trying to create or trying to stop these problems. Is if you know, that's what I'm saying. So I'm with you in that it's uh, it's backwards. Solution. What's up? Problem solution. Let me create this problem yep. and give you the solution that I pre-planned for it. Problem, reaction, solution. Yes, sir. The uh, dialectic, they call it. Yes, yes, yes. The Hegelian dialectic is what that's called. Uh, yeah, so so I'm with you, man. It's weird. It's it's uh, it's unfortunate that that's the way the world is. And uh, like I said, geopolitics is just kind of a joke at this point. But okay, so so what about what about this now? Let me ask you a question. So we're talking about these little organoids, and they're growing these eyeballs, spontaneously growing eyeballs. Uh, do you think, like I was describing as we started, that there's like a latent power? in the human eye meaning you know they said that you could curse people with sort of like the evil eye or uh you know how if if you're being watched even though you know it's not within the senses of your own eye and vision if you're being watched behind you you sense it somehow so it's almost like the power of people's eyes can actually kind of tickle you right that sort of thing do you think there's something more to that than uh, than what's going on i agree with that and I will, I, I forget the, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the Indian people, Hindus, the third eye. The third eye, you can see what's behind you, in front of you, you can sense danger before it's there, sort of like uh, the spider tingle. Right, exactly. Or the spider people. sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, so you so, think there is, you think there is something to it, it's like a... Uh, we're, we're able to detect that. So if we're able to detect it, does that mean something specific is actually coming out of the eyes? Like, uh, you know, maybe laser beams of, uh, as such uh, that don't do damage clearly, but they're, you know, kind of like the, the power of the gaze. Do you think there's something to that? Well, yeah, the, the power of the gaze works. I mean, we were, we, we were all kids and teenagers once before, and you look at somebody and they look at you and you're like, hey, and they're like, hey, we're you know, not saying a word and then, you know, something happens after that. Like the power of vision is a, a real thing, but as far as laser beams and Superman, yeah, it's, that's comic book stuff. As far as we know, I mean, it may be real, but as far as we know, that's, that's comic book stuff. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, so, uh, what, uh, what Matt says in the chat is you, the caller's got it right, that it's more like the third eye, like we're, we're able to detect these things yeah, based on, eye. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, so uh, what else? What else do you have on this stuff? Well, I truly believe that uh, our sight, our vision, our mind is all being dumbed down by technology. And the reason I say that, when I was roughly twelve to fifteen years old, I could do a fifty-step mathematical problem within a minute, minute and a half. Kids nowadays couldn't do uh you know a 23 by 275 long division without a calculator they are purposely dumbing us down and making us rely on technology instead of unlocking the human brain the human brain einstein was only estimated to use maybe 15 percent along with tesla the original tesla not the tesla vehicles and a bunch of other main mind geniuses were only supposed to use at best 20% of our mind. 
Uh, you ever seen the movie Lucy? What would happen if we could unlock 80% of our mind? That's a good question. I've never seen that movie, but uh, what happened? Were they able to fly and stuff? Uh, so, no, Lucy uh, Lucy was given uh, basically medication stuff like this, and it unlocked her mind. Uh, it's the same female that plays Black Widow. I forget her name. I can't think of her. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, her name, but yes, she plays in a movie called Lucy, and she unlocks her mind, and she starts to, to get the ability of telekinesis and the ability to read minds and stuff like that. And essentially, she becomes a mutant. Actually, but, I mean, now that you say that... You, I've seen that. I've seen that movie. Percent of a mind. Go ahead. I've seen that movie. Sorry, go right ahead. You you jogged my memory. Like if the most important geniuses in our world only unlock fifteen twenty percent of the mind, what if we unlock half of our mind? Exactly. Exactly. Is it the plan that they're dumbing us down and making us rely on technology? Like. How many people nowadays, these, these millennials, could drive 100 miles away without getting lost, without their, their Alexa and their, their Google? Now, now easy. So, okay. So this is the thing, too. I, I want to be clear about this. I don't think it's, it's a, like a generational thing. Like a, I don't think it's the fault of the generation itself. I think it's the fault of the technology. And I also don't believe that there's a sweeping statement we can make about millennials. There's some pretty brilliant millennials as well. I just want to make sure that uh, – yeah. just want to be clear about that. I, I'll agree with that. It's, it's more of – uh, it's more of it's easier to rely on a crutch than it is to get out on your own. Right, right. Well, exactly. But so it's it's the technology that's in, uh, typically not just dumbing down uh, one, one generation, all generations at this point. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that, that's where we're at. I'm with you 100, percent man. Uh, we got to get we got to keep on trucking here. So can I get a final thought or two even before you take off here? Uh, final thoughts. I. I truly am afraid to see what's going to happen in the next six to eight months, not only in the U S but the entire world with all the droughts and the crop devastation, mass inflation and everything else. But that's just my thoughts. Amen to that. Amen to that brother. And that's why we do this, right? Kind of to talk about these things and keep them on the top of our mind. Cause there's important things happening in this world. And, uh, smart folks like you are, uh, going to hopefully be the answer to some of these. We're going to get together and keep talking and thinking, and uh, hopefully we'll have a solution here. At least be able to uh, inspire the people that will uh, maybe make those solutions. So thank you for the call, my friend. Anonymous from uh, somewhere out there. I appreciate it, my man. All right, thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, there you go. Simple as that. If you guys want to be part of the show, uh, as you know, you know we're not. A lot of radio shows are like, no, no, we did a bunch of we did a bunch of work here, and we're gonna we got a narrative to get through. Yeah, you know, I mean, if we don't get to it today, we'll get to it tomorrow or whatever. So it's not really that big a deal. If you guys want to derail a little bit, you're welcome to. Just don't uh, intentionally hard to derail uh, just for the sake of it. But you know, like I said, we've got time for you, and uh, like I said, the conversation goes two ways. If you have other things on your mind tonight, we can. Uh, kind of kick those back and forth as well as you saw right there so back to uh, the phone number if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 join the discord at troubledminds.org and uh, we'll put you on the show just hop in the caller queue and uh, we'll uh, there we go as simple as that what's up uh, I see you guys in the fringe chat there the uh, the fringe uh 
Fringe Discord. If you guys haven't joined the Fringe Discord, do that as well. Fringe.fm slash chat. All right, so let's keep on trucking here. So now, as I was describing, there's uh, there's a little weirdness with this. So not just the stem cell, you know, brain organoids, as they're called. They've developed, they've spontaneously developed their own eyes in the laboratory. Again, I'll put up the photographs so you guys can be creeped out one more time. That's what they look like. Those are actual little eyeballs if you're watching on the streams. And, uh, well, uh, like I said, is this, they say it's not conscious. It doesn't have the nervous system or all the rest of this stuff, but it does have eyes that have spontaneously grown and they do react to light. So, well, you tell me, you tell me. So point being is this, right? So it got me thinking about uh, the human eyes and what an amazing thing they are. And so specifically, let's look at this. This is also another one. Uh, This is from the bbcfuture.com, sorry, bbc.com slash future. And this is from not that long ago. This is actually from uh, 2017. And uh, this is what got me thinking. Uh, the first, the little, uh, little organoid brains that grew their own eyes. And then this. What causes that feeling of being watched? And uh, apparently it's a thing. It's a scientific thing. It's not just like a, uh, you know, not one of those things where we trick ourselves into or any of the rest of this. It's actually a real thing. So there's a, a, few, a few other articles here. I'm going to drop these links. Actually, the links are already down below if you're on Facebook or YouTube. The links are already there. So you can see what's going on. So here we go. Now, here it is. I'm going to read straight from this article. This is from actually uh, warwickonline.com. This is pretty good. At some point, I imagine we have all had the feeling of being watched, of someone out there following our every movement, although they aren't visible. I felt it walking in the woods and out in the water. In both cases, it's likely that I'm being watched by critters whose space I've invaded. It's silent, and yet I feel there's something alive out there. There's, uh, then there's been a rustle in the underbrush, the flash of a tawny coat, and then the elegant form of a deer nimbly running between trees. Or more frequently, I'm greeted by the scolding of a squirrel, annoyed by my presence. This is written by an individual by the name of, who is this? John Howell. Pretty good stuff here. And this is describing exactly that feeling, that feeling we get that we're being watched. And like I said, if that's the case, and he's describing animals here, so I'm saying the human eyeball. So what about eyeballs in general? If you're being watched by a squirrel or something or a deer like he's actually describing and you still feel it, you feel it, right? You feel those eyeballs, as they say, even though you don't know where they're at, you know you're being watched. It's weird, is it not? Is that the third eye? You're collecting data that's uh, metadata from the sky, metadata from the environment, and yeah, right? Because clearly, if we knew where we were being watched, we'd just turn and look at uh, who was watching us. However, well, it doesn't quite work that way, does it? So here we go. He continues. Uh, These days, uh, the watching eyes are omnipresent. They pan stores looking to snag shoplifters. And of course, he's taking this to uh, the surveillance state, right? Which, of course, we can do that as well if you want to do that. The all-seeing eye, right? The all-seeing eye is not just the symbology. It's also what's really happening with all the cameras and facial recognition and all the rest of this. It's becoming like a big brother with the all-seeing eye. So, again, there's another angle we can talk about tonight. And just like I said, uh, as you know, these these conversations are sort of uh, kind of flimsy, open-ended, and uh, really, uh, you know, nonspecific sometimes. Uh, we can kind of talk about like a general topic like the eyes and watching and how, it, how it, it's bizarre that you can feel somebody watching you, which doesn't seem to make any sense at all, does it? Like, how do we explain that in particular? And that's what's on my mind tonight. And not only that, like, again, like I said, is it able to cast, are you 
are we able to cast spells with eyes, things like this, like they've said, the evil eye. And um, looking for what you guys think about these things. Is it is this possible? Great call uh, to kick us off. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in tonight, Anonymous. And uh, if you uh, if you want to be part of this, you know what to do. 702-957-1037. But yeah, that, so that's what's going on tonight. And uh, it is Thursday, kind of a you know long week. As always, we are uh, always talking about some crazy stuff. We had some popping shows this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is one where we kind of get to get to get together and just talk about this this weirdness. Um, yeah, uh, what's up, Isaac? I see there on Facebook says our sixth sense, and that's exactly right. Uh, except though, right? If it's if it's talking about uh, you know eyeballs in particular, what's up, Bruce? Uh, he's, Bruce says Einstein said technology would be the downfall of mankind, and there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so here we go. Um, I don't know. And this, that's what's on my mind. Is there uh, like a latent power uh, to, to the eyeballs, not just the human eyes, as we saw here, maybe animals? And how are we able to sense we're being watched, even though clearly we shouldn't be able to? Because, you know, watching is a right. It's a purely the light comes in the eyeball, right? The whole thing. And, you know, you're imaging what's in front of you. It, it doesn't seem uh, that we should be able to alert somebody that they're being watched just simply by watching them. Uh, and yet, and yet, it is a thing. It is a thing that actually happens out there. So, so I don't know. That's what we're talking about tonight and considering. And why do you think that is? Like, uh, like we've described here, is there a third eye? Is there a sixth sense that allows this to happen? Or is it some maybe actual, like, uh, let's say, Let's call it a, I don't know, like a spiritual uh, magnification of the window to the soul, right? As they say, the eye. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And maybe that's why. Maybe our soul is reaching out through our eyeballs of such, and that's what's doing the tugging, right? And uh, letting people know they're being watched. Who knows? Again, like I said, uh, it's only me. And if I'm only uh, speculating with myself, well, things get dull really fast. But if you call, uh, like that first call we had, and kind of take things a little bit here, there, or everywhere then uh, the conversations can get spicy. So there it is. And let's see, what do we got? Where are we at time-wise? I think we're okay. Yeah, totally good. All right, so so that's what's on my mind tonight. We're talking about these little organoids that uh, were created by stem cells, and they're, well, uh, they're creepy. All right, they're creepy. They've uh, spontaneously grown their own eyes, and they react to light. So... Like I said, it got me thinking about the human eye and how come there's all these weird anomalous things and is there some sort of maybe we're able to reach out with our soul through our eyeballs, as they say, meaning that, uh, well, the, the, uh, the, the eyes are the window to the soul. I don't know. You tell me. I have no idea. If I had answers, I'd just read you the answers and the show would be over. But I don't. I have questions. And if you want to be part of the show tonight and you have a theory about any of this, I'd love for you to call. 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 this is troubled minds i'm michael strange don't go anywhere more after the break
finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. Questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. This show is live. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are? Aliens, conspiracy, paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the Upside Down. We are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. We also have a Discord rolling. You can go to troubledminds.org and click the Discord link. You get a direct invite. Discord is a chat client. It's a voice client. It's totally free if you have an internet connection to use, and it's amazing. So if you haven't joined the Discord, please do. Also join the Discord at fringe.fm slash chat. Lots of good folks in both places. Like I said, it's one program, two different chat rooms, and uh, I'm trying to watch them all. I'm trying to watch all the different chat rooms. So as we go tonight, we're reading all the chat and trying to make it a social stream and do all the things, right? That's what we do on this show. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So let's, uh, let's, let's keep on trucking here. There's, there's more. So as we started tonight, uh, as you'll see, we got James on the phone and we got Rohan on Discord here. We're going to go to these guys in just a sec. But as we started tonight, just a, just a quick recap. Uh, we started with this. This, was the, uh, this is from Science. 
ScienceAlert.com. This is just from a, a couple days ago. And scientists grew stem cell mini brains. Uh, then the brains sort of developed eyes. Okay, so just real quick. So uh, mini brains grown in a lab from stem cells have spontaneously developed rudimentary eye structures, scientists report in a fascinating new paper uh, on tiny human-derived brain organized organoids grown in dishes two bilaterally symmetrical optic cups were seen to grow mirroring the development of eye structures in human embryos this incredible result will help us to better understand the process of eye differentiation and development as well as eye diseases all right that's uh, so that's what's on my mind tonight there's a, there's a photograph if you're watching the uh, the actual stream itself they look like little dough blobs with like little raisins for eyes or something and it's kind of gross because it's stem cells and they're it's just a little gross right i mean yeah so it got me thinking right about this uh the you know the olfactory senses and eyes themselves and you know the the uh, terms that are actually like uh uh, as they said, right, the all-seeing eye, right, the uh, the, the third eye, uh, about the, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe the evil eye, things like this, right, about uh, knowing you're being watched when, uh, you know, you, you really have no business knowing. Like, what kind of power actually resides in the eyes? And uh, I think it's a fascinating conversation and uh, looking to hear from you. So let's go to James. James in Michigan. Welcome to Troubled Minds. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I, um, really interesting topic, uh, personally, as well as just in general. Okay, which would be why. I know why, but you can tell everybody. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, well, um, because I'm, legal, I'm legally blind, and um, the cause for that was actually an underdeveloped or damaged nerve, optic nerve bundle, basically, when I was born. So... The fact that this this happened in this experiment, I mean, I know that they're not the same exact thing as, you know, as a regular brain, supposedly, or however that goes. And I, I don't know the science that well, but it was still just interesting that that happened. But it just made me wonder about the implications for um, ways to repair eyes in the future and optic nerves and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I think, uh, I think that... Um like like that that type of stuff again like i said we we can't discount the medical uh you know uh, victories that may come from this 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 may be a way eventually to exactly maybe repair exactly what's wrong with people's eyeballs out there that are having, you know, maybe you've had uh, issues from birth or maybe had like uh, accidents where they maybe lost their vision or partially lost their vision. Th this could be the answers, right? This could be, uh, you know, but uh, looking at these little dough balls with like raisin looking eyes, man, uh, you got to tell me that, that that's creepy as hell anyway, in spite of all that weird stuff, right? In spite of, in spite of the possible like positives from medical science here. Yeah, but I would argue that any kind of look in, inside of the of, of a human body is not exactly necessarily all that um, all that good looking. If you're just talking about organs and all that stuff, I don't know. That I, I never <laughs> I've never cared for you know views of those kind of things. But um, but yeah. But I also you know I know you t touched on it earlier. I I I don't I wouldn't want that to happen. Like, I do think ethics are important, you know what I mean? Like, um, you were mentioning the, the different kinds of stem cells and all that, and I'm I'm definitely more okay with the, them being taken from adults, you know, where it's not hurting them, um, you know, versus anything else, like, versus baby, like, you know, babies that are not developed. 
Oh, yeah, and, and again, I don't know a lot about that, but it just doesn't seem, you know, doesn't seem so good. Yeah, it uh, seems uh, less less than uh, less than ethical. <laughs> Let's call. We we can probably agree on that. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, so, okay. Then, so, all right. So let me ask you then. So you, so you're legally blind. Do you have, do you get that same sensation where if somebody is watching you, can you feel it? Um, sometimes yes, I can. Um, I, I think it, I think it has to be someone watching really closely or, or really focusing. I don't know if it can just be like someone glancing at, at someone else to, you know, where they notice. But I think if someone is really looking at you, you know, closely, I think yeah, I can, I can tell. Okay, so um, it is. So it is weird because. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's just weird because I mean, my limited vision, like, there's no way I could actually tell if someone was watching me from across the room, you know, by looking at them. For one thing, I might not even see them, and even if I did, I might not be able to physically tell that they were looking at me you know, from across the room. So, um, but it's definitely a feeling you can get. And I, I, I do think it is real. Okay. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced it. That's, that's the, the crazy part here. So, so there is some sort of sixth sense that's built into a, a receptor in our brain somehow, uh, where we, we feel the presence of a gaze An actual somebody staring at us is, some sort of power of sorts, right? Otherwise, how would we be able to, de- to detect it? Like, it's, it's almost like there's like, a, like an invisible right. energy happening with just a gaze. And it could, like you said, it may not be as simple as just a, you know, just a, a quick glance, but definitely if you're being watched, like maybe hunted, uh, there's an energy focus that maybe goes yeah. into that that uh, maybe that's what we're sensing here. Crazy stuff, man. Uh, so what do you think is yeah. going on with that? Is there a third eye? I think so, and I think some people have it more developed than others. I also would say that your ability to to sense, yeah, like you just said, it's not always your physical eyes that are sensing these things. It's it's your third eye, or I think also you have to consider your other senses, you know, possibly playing into that, and and, um, you're kind of relying on, like, all your senses, maybe without even realizing it when, you know, you're in a situation, like you said, where you're, like, you're being hunted or whatever, you know, um, I think there could be more than just your eyes. I mean, I think it could be your ears and your eyes and all that, that yeah. kind of stuff, too. Yeah, like there's a, there's a, but yeah, like an no, actual sixth sense. A third set, uh, yeah, I think there's a third eye and a sixth sense. I just think that some people have it more developed than others. I think it can... I can, I think you can I think you can develop it. I think if you train, there's different ways of training. I don't know what those are, but I've heard people say that there are ways to do that. You know, so it's I don't know that's like a level playing field, but I do think that it is it does happen. Exactly, yeah. Uh I agree. I agree. There's something to this. And so, like I said before, uh, it's been said that the eyes are the window to the soul. Uh, do you think there's a, some, any correlation to that? Maybe that's where this power comes from and the power of a gaze to maybe, uh, again, be able to like, basically it's like the force, right? I mean, you're, you're kind of reaching out with your, whatever it is, your being in watching and you're, you know, giving somebody like a, you know, like a metaphysical tickle, you know, for lack of a better term there, because you're, you're getting their attention without touching them, even though, right? Like uh, there's, there's no other way, like no other quantifiable way to really explain this. Strange stuff, huh? 
You think maybe it's connected to that uh, the window, yeah. the windows and the windows to the soul, something like that. I think I think there, there can be that, but again, I also would say it's a combination of that and other things like um, body, you know, like body. I don't know what you call it, uh, body language. I think it was, um, you know, like how they talk, how you know, all these other things. I think, you know, that all plays into it too, but. I think there is still, there's something to that, but there's also, like I just said, you have to, there's other factors that kind of help, um, you get more of an idea of what a person is like, you know, as you go along. So, but yeah. 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 Okay. So Definitely then the, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, the connection with I mean, between eyes and vision and all of that, I think is interesting. And I think, um, I think it's similar to, some people have said that they think the reason I have had experiences like with paranormal things is because of my lack of vision, my lack of physical vision. They think that's like a spirit, like my spiritual sense is kind of compensating for the, the lack of the physical sense. Right. Okay. Uh, very and much like we, like I we said that's before. Possible. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so so it is something. So if that's the case, it's something that could be trained as well, right? Maybe you could be more intuitive to maybe right. pick up gazes from people. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, man. Um, yeah, uh, Lily here in the chat says, "I was followed once in the city. I felt it bad on my back, the back of my head, the back of my neck. I ended up running as my mom was in the pub, and I smacked on the glass to get her attention." And I, like I said, I think everybody's kind of had an experience similar to that where, you know, you just knew, you just knew something bad was going to go down. You were actually being hunted by somebody or something, right? And uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's really difficult to, yeah. to, to, to really quantify as a, right, as like a, you know, other than a sixth sense. It's a pretty, pretty crazy stuff, man. Pretty crazy stuff. How about, how about the, other, the other madness here that I was kind of considering? Do you think it's possible to maybe uh, use the evil eye or... or uh, and curse people with a gaze? Do you think that's a possible thing? I don't know. I, I've i never look, looked really, uh, no pun intended, I've never really looked looked too deeply into that. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean, I think anything is possible. I don't know. Um, I think that if it was easy to do, it would be happening more. You know, I think there'd be a lot more of that going on than there maybe is. But I, I, I can never, I never like to discount anything really because I don't know, you know, so. Gotcha. But possibly, yeah. possibly. I mean, it's, possibly. it's definitely something that goes yeah. back hundreds of years at least and probably thousands of years where you can curse people with your eyes. So that's what's on my mind tonight. Uh, lots well, of, lots and, of good stuff here. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I mean, if you, if you stare at someone enough, like in any kind of situation where you're being hunted or whatever, that could cause you to make mistakes to where it seems like you're cursed or, you know, it, it throws you off enough where you, you, you know, you're not maybe being as smart about what you do or, you know, so I think there could be that, that could be a, a kind of that too. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Uh, kind of like the, uh, like, like if you're, 
uh, like they say, pointing the bone. You've heard me use this term, where maybe maybe uh, yes, you're yeah. yeah. So you're it's so far like a, the curse or whatever it happens to be is maybe audible, but uh, it's it becomes a thing. It's it, it it consumes you. You're so frightened of what may happen. It's sort of like a self fulfilling prophecy that the curse doesn't do anything. You become your own undoing because you're so freaked out that you're cursed. And that's what I mean by pointing the bone. So yeah, maybe maybe entirely. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, my man. Anything yeah. else while we got you on the phone tonight? No, just uh, very interesting, gracious as always. I appreciate it. Every, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't say anything. Just thank you for having me. Okay, thanks for calling. Uh, everybody follow Salcedo Paranormal. This is James from uh, from that uh, Paranormal podcast. He does a couple, couple, three streams a week, and you can find him at, uh, I think it's podbean.salcedoparanormal.com. Uh, I think that's it. Just uh, Google it. Uh, Salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. Yeah. .podbean.com. There you go. There you go. There's where you can find our friend James. Thank you for calling, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a fantastic night. You too. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Great call as always. Great call. And uh, again, like this is this is part of it too. This is part of the whole thing. When you open up, uh, like I always say, the wisdom of the crowd. Like how how do we actually have uh, you know incidents like this where we have you know uh, we 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 have good smart friends that are that are uh, you know just. Um, just different experiences, right? Like I always say, the wisdom of the crowd kind of, kind of uh, can take over and be, be just a larger part of uh, our knowledge base if we get together and talk about these things. And James says, you know, from from birth he's had a, a vision issue, and so right, it gives gives him a very unique insight into life, and not just life, uh, in, in particular society, culture, all the rest of this, and then uh, a very good take on uh, some of this stem cell stuff. And uh, you know the the uh, technology of the eyes and whatnot. So pretty good stuff. There's a a lot there, a lot of good stuff. And like I said, that's why we do it. Uh, we always, I, I I truly think the wisdom of the crowd. If you kind of open it up to, you know, a couple couple hundred just uh, solidly. Uh, smart people uh, that are maybe even not you know no not PhDs anything like that and compare their group their group knowledge against uh, an expert uh, I think the group's going to win out most times and that's what this is all about right we don't have to be experts we don't have to be any of that we just have to uh, get together and have conversations and the, there's a lot of value that can come out of this so so that's that's what we're, that's what's on my mind tonight as we continue talking about this like I said everybody's had that feeling where you're being watched all right being hunted as such. And when that's the case, how does this go? Like, does, does, is this, is there some sort of, like I said, window to the soul? Is it our soul reaching out? Uh, how do we detect it? Is it a third eye? Is it uh, some sort of sixth sense that we haven't quantified yet? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to this. And then, uh, like I said, we'll get to uh, well, a great call, James. Exactly. Thanks, guys, in the chat uh, for appreciating uh, all of our great callers. So so that's the question on my mind tonight. And can you curse people with uh, simply with a gaze, simply with um, with uh, using using your, your vision, uh, as it were, to, to curse somebody with the evil eye? So that's what's on my mind. If you guys want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. And that's 702-957-1037. Let's go to Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, so fantastic. the human eye thing. Yeah. I think that uh, you can curse people by looking at them for sure. I think the evil eye has a lot of... But it's a real thing, <laughs> you know, definitely. And that's why there have there's so many different ways to avoid it and try to protect children from it, you know, and all kinds of folklore, you know, in different times. But... 
that was not exactly what I was going to call about. You know, with the eye, I think it's really strange. You know, everything that's on the planet that's not everything that's conscious, but the things that we usually think about, like fish, mammalians, reptiles, basically everything has eyes. You know, whether they can see through them or not, even if it's somewhere to lose sight, they still have the eyeball. You know, usually unless they lose them, I guess. But, but beside the point, I mean, when you think about everything, um, if you look at the way that the Earth is designed, the plane that, like the planet that we're living on, um, if you think about the way that the eyeball works and the way that our Earth is working, you see everything because light is shining into your pupil, which looks black, you know, in the center. But we're getting that light from the sun, and then it reflects, you know, through the cornea and so on and so forth and back out and goes into the brain, and it gives us what we see as our reality. Now, in the case of somebody who can't see, for example, the, the reality is still there, but they can't see it, but they're experiencing it in different ways, you know, as with the last, like what James said. But when you think about the sun, on the other side of the sun, well, okay, on the side of the moon, on the other side of the moon, it's dark. That's what they say, because the reflection of the sun coming off of it. But the light that's shining from it comes into the earth through um, several layers of moisture, almost like a barrier of moisture. And some people think, too, that there might be a, a water barrier up there. We know that there is water in different, you know, there's the hydrosphere, and then we have the atmosphere, and then the different layers of atmosphere, you know, different atmospheres going all the way up through to, you know, the sky. Sure. And then the earth itself, you know, the oceans have the salt water, and then, you know, your own tears have the salt water. And the whole perception of reality, if you were to think about it, is like it's received and it's perceived by the eyes. And if not through the eyes, then through experiencing it through touch and the other senses. So I think there's, that's what I think the power of the eye could have to do with is because there's a reflection of a microcosm, macrocosm thing going on where our universe outside of ourselves is reflecting the same experience that we're having inside of ourselves. Like the whole perception of our reality is coming purely because we're seeing, if you were to suddenly go blind or be stricken blind, it would be for most people really terrifying. You know, they wouldn't would have, a, have a hard time adjusting. If they're born that way, they would learn how to use all their other senses. But I think it's, there's definitely power in the human eye to curse people by, you know, you can feel it. Animals can feel it too. And they can always, you know, they usually can, not always, but I mean, in some cases, like if they're being very careful, like prey animals, like deer, you know, have to have that, that sort of caution where they're paying attention a lot more. And I think that's why they, I've noticed children do that too. Like for some reason, children kind of tell, like if you're watching a child, like your nephew or somebody, you know, while they're playing, say from a window, they'll sometimes just turn around and look at you. you right. know? Exactly. It's really strange. Yep. But yeah, or, you know, you'll be sitting like in a class or something, or maybe you know, in a store or a library or something like that, and everything's real quiet. In quiet atmospheres like that where you're kind of zoned out on your own and you kind of feel something, you turn around and look, and there is somebody looking at you, you know, or something, or they'll try to get your, or you look at them and they were looking up and they look away or something. It doesn't really, but I think that it is strange and you can sense it behind you. Um, besides that, though, I think that there's the, the really the oddness of the light from the sun shining through the atmosphere bouncing through the light, like an aqua, you know, bouncing through the water. I mean, like a, an aqua lens, so to speak. And then we have that heat too. I mean, it's like, it says all of it's kind of 
reflecting the same sort of thing. Like the inner world and the outer world are acting identically in that way. Like it's really odd. So it's like we're, I don't know, the eyes of the world, that kind of thing. Interesting. That, you know, the eyes of the world and then the eye of the world itself as one giant eye, you know, which maybe with that one eye thing possibly could have to do with is because it's like the one eye of God. But then they have the stories of Odin, you know, where Odin sacrificed one of his eyes. But he's not the only God who did that. You have the case of Brahma. I think it was Brahma or I think it was who also sacrificed or didn't sacrifice like willingly one of his eyes, but he lost one of his eyes. And it's really interesting. A lot of people think that the dead eye of Odin or the Wotan or whatever is the moon and the other seeing eye is the sun. So there's all these different mythos too about the eye. That's really strange. You know, he sacrificed the eye supposedly to gain the secrets of the runes. Anyway, that's all. I got to let you go. I can hear the music coming up. <laughs> you know what that means. Jennifer, you're the best. Fantastic call. I love the idea. I'll talk about it when we come back. Jennifer from Missouri. Amazing call as always. Thank you for listening. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. If you want to be part of the show tonight, it's simple as that. Look at all the amazing smart people we get calling in. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about the evil eye. We're talking about the gaze. We're talking about is there power into the human eye? You tell me. One more time, 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More Troubled Minds after the break. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. We are streaming, or, sorry, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls. Tonight, we're discussing the power of the human eye. Now, do you think there's something to this? As they've said in the past, a famous quote goes something like this. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And if that's the case, well, does that mean that if you're, you feel somebody's eyes on the back of your head, you're sensing their soul creeping into your space? Is there something more to it than this? Is it something less than this? You tell me. I wish I had the answers here. I don't. This is the question show, not the answer show. And we are looking to talk to you tonight. So if you want to be part of it. Give us a call, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's put the phone number up so you guys can see it on the stream. And let's go to our friend Robert in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Robert. How are you tonight? Fine. How are you? Ah, doing very well. Go right ahead. What do you think about this weird stuff? You were bringing up the watchers in the chat. Well, we're all, uh, because I, I've said this before. Um, we're all here uh, in this virtual reality. We're performing a play. We've rehearsed our lines. 
We're following the script, and we're doing this uh, to entertain a celestial audience. There's a, a celestial audience that watches us, all right? Some people call them the watchers, all right? And what we're doing is we're, we're, we're doing this play of life, all right? And, we're, and, and like I said in the chat, hoping that by the time the play ends that the watchers will give us a standing ovation. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just hoping we get like a 9 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I don't... I brought this up before, all right? It's, it's, it, I, I just, it's just that story I wrote called Creation, all right? It has all this in it. Uh, and I, and I tell, tell people, I tell people who are my fans... This is the one that really, it may be fiction, written as fiction, but is exactly what life is all about, what the universe is all about, what we are really doing here. And, and that is what we're doing. Matter of fact, the trees are watchers. Right? We see trees, but there's really a spirit standing there, and, and we're seeing trees in our reality. But those trees are watching us. Everything is watching us, right? Everything is spirit, and we are being watched by them. And um, that's basically the, you know, what life is all about. We're just a, we're just playing. We're just entertaining a bunch of a bunch of, of other souls, you know, because that's what we that that's what life and reincarnation and and the whole business is all about. Um, it's the only thing in, to me that makes any real sense whatsoever as to, for why we're even have have this life at all. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's interesting the things you're saying too. Uh, very much what uh, what Jennifer was saying as well. Like this, this is a shared experience, and maybe it's uh, maybe we're kind of taking in some of the information, but it, it's not, we can't get it all because it's too much for one person, but because we, maybe we're, because we're connected somehow in this same, whatever this is, you want to call it a, uh, you know, a simulation or something like this. Maybe, maybe that connection is what kind of uh, makes us sense the watching, sense the watchers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, regarding the watchers there though, do you think that uh, there's any correlation to like a, uh, maybe a, uh, a guardian angel, that type of thing? Do you think that there's something similar in, in that vein, or do you think it's not related oh. at all? Certainly in a, in, a, in a religious context. In a religious context, all right? Sure, you can call them guardian angels if you want to, but they're not really guarding anything. They're watching. They're trying to, uh, to appreciate the play. They come to be entertained. That's what they're there for. Um, but other people... We'll see them as guardian angels. All right. We, you, we, right now, we're having a, vir, a virtual a watcher fest with you. You know, everybody in your audience is watching you. All right. And you can't see us, can you? Uh, no. We can see <laughs> you, were, but you can't see us. You are correct. <laughs> 100%. I cannot. Um, all right. So, so, meaning what? But I can't feel your gaze, though, right? Now here's the weird part, right? So if we you were living in a simulation, I should be able to feel your gaze, right? Reason. Sorry, go ahead. We're here for the same reason to be entertained. 
all right? You're performing something that is your life, all right? And we are watching it. And you, uh, just like the, like watchers, but you can't see us, but, and, and, but they, you know, like the watchers, they can see us. And we can, and you can't see us, but we can see you. Um, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get off my track here, but that's, the, you know, it's it's basically the same principle, right? You can't you can't say that that what's what we're looking at is real. We're looking at a screen. We're looking at a man who's got a microphone in front of his face, right? Um, who is somebody who has drawn us in to the play he's performing. Fair you can enough. hear our voices when we call. You can see our words when we chat, but you can't see us. So are you saying you were the watchers? <laughs> You're creeping me out, man. We are <laughs> we are we we are we are imitation we are poor imitations of the celestial watchers. That's what we are. <laughs> and there's another area. I, I would like to see if you would go into sometime in a future show. Have you ever heard of what's called a walk-in? Yes, yes, yes. Where uh, it's like a temporary, like a soul kind of dips in and dips out uh, to kind of take you over for like 30 seconds. They kind of come and go super fast. Well, it's a little more complex than that. Um, um, like believers maintain that it's possible for the original soul of a human to leave a person's body and for another soul to walk in, uh, especially during a period of intense personal problems on the part of the departed soul. That departed soul is departing permanently. Right, and this uh, and this other soul is taking over to complete whatever was the was the situation that this soul could not deal with. Um, some others walked in, described their entry as occurring based on prior agreement, because there has to be an agreement. One, if one soul is going to leave and allow another soul to take over the play, there has to be mutual agreement to do that. Um, now, the problem is, and here's what's interesting to me. In cases where there's a full transfer, when one soul leaves and another soul takes over the body, one of the key indicators that that's happened is that the person doesn't remember much of the past, particularly the first, maybe first 10, 10 years of their life. They have trouble remembering that. And if, and if any of your uh, uh, other fans here ever have a problem remembering the first, you know, instances of the first years of their life, there's people who can imagine, uh, who can remember completely, almost completely, the first ten years of their life. Of course, the first couple was not something that they remember, but I'm saying their childhood. And there's people that can't remember much about it, right? That the people that can't remember much about their childhood are likely ones who 
had that transference where a walk-in came in and took over and the original soul left. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So now it is ringing a bell now, now that you describe it. Um, kind of like a, a little bit of Anne Rice tales of the body thief type of thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right, I'll put right, that on the list. And, and a walk-in and a walk-in soul, a walk-in soul also does not experience the conditioning of childhood and has a different relationship to life because the walk-in soul was not born. Ah, interesting. The original soul was born. So, I'm, so I'm just wondering if, if there's uh, for for people uh, who are listening into the program, uh, if if you have a problem remembering your childhood, you probably had a walk-in experience. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I will put that on the list of future shows. We'll definitely get to that one. I appreciate all the great stuff you have to share with us, my friend. Anything else while we, while we got you on the phone tonight? Well, I can't remember the first 10 years of my life. I have very, very limited memory of it, and, and so that's why that kind of struck me some years ago when I read this particular, uh, about this particular phenomenon. But that's it. Uh, that's my call for tonight. Gotcha. And wish you well. Thank you very I'll much. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate the call, Robert. Good stuff from Robert in Pennsylvania. Again, uh, buy his book, uh, fra- uh, Stories from a Fractured Mind, the Robert Collection. You can find it on Amazon. There you go. You guys have got uh, something to sell. I don't mind. We can succeed together. It's okay. All right. Let's uh, let's keep on trucking here. We got. Uh, uh, we're t- we're still talking about uh, basically the power of the human eye, or just the eye in general. And uh, is it exactly like um, Robert suggested that uh, there are watchers, maybe celestial watchers, maybe maybe we are the celestial watchers, part of that group, part of that crew, and uh, as part of that watching, part of that uh, whatever it happens to be, we are becoming um, well aware of this. Like it's, it's a, it is a tickle. It is like a psychic tickle uh, for lack of a better term. Or is it like Jennifer maybe described that uh, we are in this same shared experience with sunlight coming through uh, the, the atmosphere and we're all kind of uh, sharing the same uh, basically sensory information, but uh, we can't take all of it in. And so we're sharing some of it. And maybe there's a connection there from maybe mind to mind or things like this. I probably butchered it. She, she explained it way better than me, but I, I love the ideas guys kind of thinking outside the box on this and uh, i appreciate it quite a lot thank you for calling and being part of the show tonight uh we are still taking your phone calls if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 troubledminds.org you can find the phone number and the discord link there rohan are you there my friend the mighty rohan on discord i know it's about a 30 hey, second delay hey look at that you're on the on the <laughs> yeah. game today what's happening my friend how are you on it on it yeah got, got, uh, i'm listening to you in the right place this time nice. yeah i'm good man <laughs> Nice. damn government i'm good i mean yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah i'm enjoying this show man there's a lot of uh, stuff coming up so yeah uh, i've got so, so, a little list again all right sure sure <laughs> go go right ahead go right ahead yeah well we're off back of um well uh, jennifer's call i love jennifer's calls so, so uh yeah she was talking about how uh, light coming through the atmosphere and um you know you, you're only you, you're not necessarily seeing a real the exact thing, oh yeah, same as that light is, is that to travel to you. So it's already happened, whatever you're seeing. Right. Okay. But then, I, but I've heard, um, there's a physicist, I think he worked for MIT called uh, Tom Bearden. In fact, to me, the, he supposedly made a, he said he made a solid state uh, free energy device. But, you know, 
we're not allowed to make any. But anyway, yeah, so Tom Beard, and he, he, I seen him do an interview with somebody, just caught him in his car, and he was just uh, sort of leaning, sitting out of his car explaining, and he said that when people go out of the atmosphere of Earth, you can't see anything because you need a light to be bouncing off atmosphere, matter in the atmosphere. There's nothing to scatter it. So once you get out of the atmosphere, they said that one of the big surprising things they discovered was that you can't see anything. All of a sudden, the stars disappear because there's no, not enough matter in the vacuum, quote-unquote, of space to scatter the light. So I thought that was an interesting thing. And that, you know, that that's um, in the work of Victor Schulberger as well. He used to do a lot of stuff with fluid dynamics and uh, the implosion engine. So I thought that was an interesting thing uh, for mentioning the atmosphere and the iron stuff. But I thought that as well in terms of other galaxies and looking at uh, things, objects far away. If you look at another galaxy and our minds, our consciousness has such an impact on what the physical world does, then a different galaxy has probably got essentially different laws of physics based on their belief systems until we go there. And then we have to comply to those laws of physics. So then it somehow fits for us once we can get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so how does it relate to back to the eyeball thing? Well, back to the eyeball thing. Well, this is, yeah, it, it relates because back to the eyeball thing is that what you're seeing is um, in psychology, they will say that what you, your perception is what you're seeing for one thing, right? On that level, like the conquistadors, when they arrived for the Aztecs, most people couldn't see the ships because they had no concepts of it, right? But it relates some bit to the eyeball for me and with the third eye, with the other caller talking about the third eye, because um, the third eye, that uh, the Hindu stuff and the Buddhism, that, that stuff's for real. You know, you've got a pineal gland. That's what it is. It's a structure there. And that pineal gland contains, uh, as far as I can tell, I was trying to find some pictures, it's got rods and cones in it, the same as the retina. And it's also, if you look at the shape of all the, the brain structure in the area, the thymus and pituitary gland, it looks like the eye of Ra too. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. I'll, 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 all right. So, so, so I, I'm saying that the pineal gland is an eyeball. And also, if you notice that a lot of things in space are eyeball shaped as well, you know what I mean? When things go supernova, they leave, they, they make like a double ring and they both separate from each other. And then you get the Vesca Pisces shape in the middle, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that looks like eyeballs. If you really look into it, the, quote unquote so i was thinking yeah that that third eye stuff and that's where the remote viewing stuff's happening my thing i think that's it's all happening in there you know and i think that's one of the big things why there's the the, the thing about fluoride because it calcifies the pineal gland do you know what i mean so you're kind of like you're going to lose those sort of skills and it comes back to what you was talking about the skin response too when you stare at people it's absolutely true it's been scientifically measured that you get what's known as a galvanic skin response you know, an electrical sort of dermal response. It electrifies your skin to alert you. They think it's an ancient sort of skill from being when you're being stalked by, hunted by something, like you say. But, um, you know, I say, if you, if you just do stare at people, it works. And we've trained it in martial arts. You, you blindfold somebody and you'll stand in a circle around them and, not, and the instructor will point to someone and that's to indicate they need to approach that person and think about nasty things that they're going to do to them to let them train that sense. So as they get close after a while, you, you know, you can start to sense them just before they touch you. The gate, it's like a game. You just walk up to somebody and put your hand on the shoulder. But after, if you keep playing it, you can sense the person just before they touch you. 
you know, and then you can start to tell who it is before they touch you. So there's definitely something to all of this. And in terms of, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, there was Antal Mesner, where the word mesmerize comes from. And he was convinced it was to do with magnetism. You know, you see these treatments in the, in the 18th century, putting, like, I don't know, his boy was doing probably putting filings in water. But you see these, uh, these therapists trying to magnetize people. And he used to be able to apparently hypnotize people. But he said it was all magnetism. You know, and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because you've got cassette tapes, videos, computers, memory. All of it's using electromagnetism. Our brains have a massive magnetic field. The heart does too. So I reckon there's a lot of this stuff that's actually true. And that Mesner, uh, Anton Mesner, he also said that um, he thinks that there's a, like a kind of unusual fluid that permeates all of space. And that's what connects things together, you know. And, that, and that's almost the same as the, the, the time-space fabric, which is really 3D. Fabric's not really a good word for it, but do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I follow. I follow uh, this stuff. Uh, it, it, interesting how it you know can, can start with uh, just a perception and it can literally just go, you know, straight up metaphysical super fast. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so hey, uh, you, you're welcome to stay. As you know, I'm going to go to Ash real quick so we can get him in before the show ends. So so if you want to hang uh-huh. out a little bit, uh, you're welcome to stay and come back okay. after the third hour. So let's get Ash on. Uh, let's do it. Thanks, Rohan, for the call. Appreciate it. Ash, are you there, buddy? Ash, the reptilian from Mars. Welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Hello, humans. How are you doing tonight? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Doing good. Doing good. What's on your oh. mind, man? We are ticking oh. out of time. You oh. got like five minutes. Four and a half, five minutes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you had a really uh, interesting topic tonight. You know, the horrors of science are producing demon eyes in Petri dishes. Is that is that correct? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh-huh. So a lot of people don't like this movie, but you know Alien uh, Resurrection, right? Where they try to clone Sigourney Weaver. It's, there's like she dis- she walks in, she realizes she's a clone. And there's all these like freaks, Sigourney Weavers, like on beds and grown in, t- in, in test tubes. Is this is this is this kind of where we're heading? You know, like do we got to get the flamethrower out, start uh, taking care of these things. Yeah, it seems like, right? Uh, I don't know what, what's up with the, uh, you know, this, this weirdness of, uh, like, weird, beyond weird science, right? This is kind of what this is turning into. But uh, you know, hopefully there's some actual uh, good you know, that comes out of this. But I don't know, like, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the, the little brain things with the eyeballs, but talk about horrifying, man. Like, they look like they, look like they were edible. <laughs> I mean, how sick is that? Like the like like little little bite size, huh? They yeah, just, uh, with like raisins they, instead of eyes. It's gross, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like gonna be a new cereal, you know, or you know, you know where this is gonna it's gonna head to COVID three thousand four or whatever. You know, it's like the next thing. You, you know, haven't we learned like you need to be careful with science? But um, I don't know. I, I do find it interesting, and we we are making progress, right? Into into doing things and figuring things out. I was thinking, what if you grew a rat with three eyes? Like, can it see through all three of those eyes? And can you imagine that? Like, what your vision would be like, and um, just the horror shows. Now, if this is the stuff that you're telling you about, you know that there's some secret shit that they're secret stuff that they're not telling you about, right? Right, of course, and and that's always right. Like the the DARPA stuff or the the stuff they're doing in like the the dungeons in China or whatever the hell's going on over there. Like, 
Uh, there's some there's some weirdness happening for sure. So who knows, man? Like uh, and like I said, are these little things conscious? I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's not conscious. It doesn't have a nervous system and all the rest of this. But and yet the eyeballs react to light. Okay, so what's going on? <laughs> Ask them. Uh, what's your name, little thing? <laughs> It's all give me a mouth and I will speak. <laughs> so <close. laughs> yeah, you need to hold up. Uh, you need to hold up the Ouija board to it. Maybe it'll maybe it'll start communicating. You know, by looking at it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, um, uh, real quick, uh, uh, go go ahead. Go ahead. What, what, whatever your thought was. Yeah. So you know, we're mentioning how uh, the, our eyes are used perception, and um, recently, um, I've I haven't partaken myself, but I have friends who were talking to me about um, DMT trips. And what's interesting about a DMT trip, uh, DMT is a, a hormone that your body produces naturally, but you can smoke it. You basically overdose on it, right? You can't kill yourself, but you can overdose on it. And like you see, you trip, but you're completely sober during it. Your vision just changes. And people claim that you basically go to another realm or another dimension, or you're able to see uh, through the veil. And, um, it's very consistent a lot, uh, amongst a lot of people where they, they say they have a breakthrough, right? Where you're sitting in your chair, reality melts away, and suddenly you're staring some entity in the face from some, from some Anunnaki dimension or something, right? So it, it just begs the question, what even is the eye? Is that, is that something like, if you're in the same room as someone else and your perception changes, are you dialing in? Are you doing that through your eyes? Are you doing that through your third eye, your pineal gland? Um, anyway, I just thought it was kind of an interesting thought. Like, what? And and could could you modify? Can we grow eyes and modify them to see different wavelengths, different bands? You know, the the dimensions that are around us, all the stuff we can't see. Um, we might even have been engineered and modified previously in the past, so to make sure that we can't see certain things maybe the extraterrestrials made a little adjustment so now we can't see them right and they just operate in a different wavelength or dimension or something i don't know crazy stuff but uh it, it just makes you wonder uh what even is perception amen to that we gotta go uh, you guys are both welcome to stay we're gonna end this radio show hey guys this is troubled minds i'm michael strange we're here with ash and rohan thanks Thanks again for all the fantastic calls, all the great thoughtfulness, all the great chat. Uh, thanks for listening and being part of this journey with us. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. As we finish this, we got a third hour coming up on uh, everywhere else but Fringe. If you're listening to the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop Lighting the Void. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. So that's that's done. We're off the radio. So uh, as you guys know, we're going to do a third hour of Troubled Minds here and uh, keep talking about this stuff. We're going to keep taking your phone calls. I got tons of stuff to get into if you guys uh, don't want to call. So uh, um, as always, I'm prepared to go, but uh, I prefer talking to you. So if uh, Rohan and Ash want to hang around, you, like I said, you guys are definitely welcome. But right now we're going to take a quick two minute break and uh, we'll be right back talking about this weirdness of uh, it's strange how we talk about we start talking about uh, right lab a Petri dish eyeballs and then uh, it turns into uh, 
uh, well, consciousness and uh, the third eye and the pineal gland. It's amazing how these conversations start and how we uh, end up with some of this stuff. So thanks again for being uh, for, for being open-minded and thinking outside the box. It's really what makes this show go around. And let's do it. Let's take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be right back with the third hour of Troubled Minds. Don't go anywhere. Couple minutes. Let's uh, let's get back to this. This is uh, Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange, and we're here with uh, Rohan. Uh, Ash has got a bounce. He's got some things to take care of. Thanks, Ash, for hopping in and uh, giving us another look at what this uh, perception of perceptions might be. Very good stuff. Very good conversations. The way this stuff goes, and uh, as you know, as you know, the way it is is uh, however you want it to be. Uh, we're talking about uh, perception. We're talking about. Uh, these weird little uh, eyeball brains, little brains that grew eyeballs in a lab. And then uh, I was kind of discussing whether the human eye uh, maybe has some sort of, uh, you know, preternatural, supernatural sort of power to it. Is there some sort of um, extra s- uh, sensory ability that your eyes uh, can, as you, as you focus on something or something, uh, you, you know, you, you're, you're actually triggering a response in them, even though, uh, you're not really right. Uh, you, there's no physical touch involved. It seems like there's a, a lot of weirdness to going on with this. So, uh, we are still taking your phone calls. If you guys want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org, click the discord link and you can, uh, hop on in and, uh, be part of that conversation right there. But okay, let's see. Um, there it is. Uh, what's up? Uh, uh, Sapuku says, my butt's been wiped. All right, congratulations, my friend. Welcome to the uh, Butt Wiped Club. Uh, Rohan, are you still there, my friend? <laughs> you, st- you still got more? Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm still here, man. I'm still here. <laughs> uh, is your butt wiped today, uh, Rohan? Just checking? I, 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 I'd probably not say. I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it was a little out of left field, so I thought I'd read it because it was funny. <laughs> but all right. All right. So uh, so anything about what Ash said there? Uh, he had uh, some kind of some uh, some interesting how we go. Uh, we, we go from, like I said, eyeballs to, uh, to, to supernatural uh, traveling <laughs> to multiverse type stuff. Uh, craziness yeah 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 we're gonna get guyver suits and that i think that'd be the way to do it rather than just your body leave your body alone like leave the master copy okay and make some kind of bio suit that's like a person you can get into do you know what i mean and maybe that's why aliens are maybe that's why we feel like they're wearing a suit maybe they are but the suit's organic and alive and conscious but not autonomous do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah the the, the meat suit the meat suit as it were like yeah we're trapped yeah. in this uh, this flesh and flesh and blood uh, curtain, and uh, there's there's a uh, uh, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, as Yoda might say. <laughs> mm. Mm. Mm, that's the thing. And the next, well, the next step with the next logical thing to be talking about, which we should have talked about decades ago, if we're doing this stuff, is that what about when you start getting neural nets starting to form? Uh. What do you mean? You know, like a neural network, like oh. the human brain. When you when you start getting synaptic pathways growing, then you've got a big ethical debate, aren't you? Because you know that's life. Then that's conscious. What do you know? What I'm saying, yeah, if you start creating uh, conscious sentient beings, you know. Yeah, like uh, so. So these so these little things grown in the lab, they've got these eyeballs. Like I said, the the eyes react to light. 
right? Which is a response. It's a, it's a response to yeah. the environment. So they say yeah. no nervous system and all this other stuff, but I don't know. Like I said, imagine yeah. when they reach out with their mind and they're like, open your mind. <laughs> kind of like That's exactly. Well, this is what I was getting to. <laughs> and get this. There was a, there's a math student in England that had some kind of head injury and he had a scan. And they discovered that he only had a tiny brain. He had basically no brain. And it was like, what the hell? The guy had like five, ten percent of a of a brain, and it was like they had to completely rethink how the human brain works because all that grey matter just wasn't there. <laughs> so he's like, well, what well, is a math student at university, and he's a normal guy. So you know, maybe you don't need a brain. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, why would you need one of those? It's it's so uh, it's so like 18th century. We don't need brains anymore. I know. We just <laughs> stick them on eBay. <laughs> stick them on eBay. No, but okay. So so not only the neural network, right? If you think about uh, how how it happens with us within within the meat suit, yeah. uh, kind of what Jennifer was saying. There's like a sort of this shared response of our own, um, you know, not just our experience, but there's the experience of the person next to us and the person next to them. There's a larger possible neural network, and I'm kind of adding on to her idea there, meaning that uh, that could be why we can detect people watching us or hunting us or something like this, yeah. because it's that, that the whole wireless Tesla effect, right, where he said, hey, we don't need mm. like, wires for energy. This can all be wireless. So exactly. if you're talking about neural networks, uh, maybe maybe there's that uh, connection in the ether between my brain and the next person's brain, whoever ends up being close. Uh, so of course, yeah. The next thing, the next question there would be, how far does that go? Like, am I able to reach reach all the way to uh, the United Kingdom and you know tickle your brain from here, or is it uh, maybe just your general proximity type of thing? I don't know. How do you? Well, I think that's the thing. I, personally, I think with us, Mike, is I think we're uh, limitless in our range. You know. I think that's the thing about it. I don't know if other, there's other, you know, entities like us that have got, but yeah, I think that we have. We're definitely in that remote view, and I know I'm a, a hop on about it, but yeah, the remote viewing stuff, it's got no it's unlimited range. Unlimited range, unlimited across the time as well. Do you know what I'm saying? And that makes sense with a lot of the, the theoretical and proven um, astrophysics, particle physics uh, sciences. You know, it's... It kind of pans out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it, right? And that kind of seems to fit with uh, things like um, astral travel, uh, fit with things like um, mm -hmm. uh, remote yeah. viewing, things like that, right? Whether, whether you yeah. believe that stuff is real or not, uh, there's got to be uh, some some kind of something behind it because people believe they can do those things. So I wonder if it yeah, is. Yeah, and people demonstrate things. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and I think for a long time, uh, people demonstrate things. They're like shamans. I mean, what the, the most simple explanation is how they know if it's going to rain on Wednesday next week and who stole the chicken and who's sleeping with who. The, this, the one explanation that covers all of it is that if the guy can see from another dimension, because then it's the, if you want to know what is what the weather's like on Wednesday next week, it's the same as looking out the window to see how it is now. You know, so I think that's how it works. I think I personally, I, I believe that on a, in a particle physics explanation sense, I think what's happening is that you, you can point your senses inwards, right, by focusing into your inner world, right, yeah, meditation and all of that you can learn to control your, your brain where some control over it have some control over the distraction and your distracting force and really point your senses inwards and i think what it does 
is it really focuses into your pineal gland and the structured water inside of it kind of flips inside out. Okay, so so you then project your consciousness through a, like a stargate in your brain. And, that, and then you're in that, in the sort of um, out-of-body experience, near-death experience world. You know, then you're in, you're coming out of locale one, going through a thin layer of something, and then into locale two, which is all made of thought, you know. And if you keep going, you can get out of that, then you go into locale three, which is a, a, like a parallel world, a little bit like ours. You know, and I think that's how it works. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Good stuff. Uh, lots of good chat. What's up? Uh, shout out to uh, Tam Bam. What's up for showing up? Thank, uh, so thank you for showing up tonight. What's up is what I meant to say. Uh, Diane, uh, what's going on? We got uh, who else is here? Ronald. I guess it's Ronald's birthday. What's up, Ronald? Or very soon. Happy birthday, Ronald. What's going on? Uh, who else is out there? Who did I miss? Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, uh, like I said, Rohan, you're welcome to stay. We've got, uh, uh, we've got the anonymous caller that's uh, calling back. Welcome to the show, Anonymous Caller. You're on uh, Troubled Minds with uh, Rohan and Michael Strange. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Fantastic. What's on your mind, my man? You said you had some more stuff to contribute here. Uh, yeah, give me a second. My phone went crazy. Come uh, back to me about 30 seconds, if you can do that. Sure, take my your time. My phone went crazy. I kind of shut down YouTube for a second, and I'm getting a lot of bad stuff. I had feedback. Sure. Take your time. Take your time. All right. So, uh, so uh, uh, with uh, with these neural networks, Rohan, and so you're saying we we probably have limitless range with time and space. We're able to kind of dip into and out of reality, and uh, like uh, Ash was saying too, with like the DMT experience, is so it seems like the reality that we're sitting in is not not really. Uh, maybe this is not even the base reality, as what's his name, uh, Elon yes. Musk, has described. Right. This this may not be the. Maybe yeah. this is the dream. Maybe this is the dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like somebody mentioned Predator, yeah, I think somebody mentioned Predator, being able to see, can you grow eyes that pick up different things? A bit like, like probably, um, I think we've talked about it with James, like Geordie LaForge in uh, Star Trek, and he had that visor to make him be able to see, but he saw all kinds of electromagnetic waves as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like... Um, Exactly. Uh, we do hear you. We do hear you, uh, caller. Anonymous caller. I'm going to just call you Jimmy because it's more fun than anonymous caller. Jimmy, go ahead, man. Okay. What's on your mind? That, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love the callers on right now. Uh, the whole pineal gland. Uh, it links back to the Egyptian pyramids and the Tower of Babylon and all those prior kind of like a, a hidden knowledge. Like they're trying to keep us from realizing the ability we have within ourselves to uh, project and look into the past and future, uh, astral projection and other things like that. And it also links back to the eyes. If you look at the eye, we take in all light in a massive picture and it focuses back into our eye and it's reflected 180% and flipped upside down. And that ties back into uh, some people may not believe in the Bible that are listening. That's their choice. Uh, I'm not going to say one thing or another on that, but as above, so below. How can we look into the future and to the past and be able to see it at the same time, have the sixth sense to understand like, hey, something's bad is about to happen and since something bad is about to happen before it happens. 
Yeah, so th- so that would suggest, uh, short of like uh, you know precognition and things like this, where you know it's kind of indescribable, that uh, that the way time works isn't how we expect it. We live it, we're stuck in it, but it seems like you know some of the uh, uh, noted uh, physicists and astrophysicists of the world have suggested that time, the past, present, and future exists in the same space, and so that's how. Like somehow uh, it leaks, right? Like uh, your your perception of time, you're able to step out of our current time frame and maybe maybe ascertain danger, right? Because it it still exists in this spot. You're you're still able to detect it, but you have to somehow be able to step out of the current time frame. If just but for a moment, just a single instant is all you need to give you that spider sense, right? To the kind of tingle to be like, oh shit, there's something wrong here. The Peter Tingle, yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, I posted in the comments earlier. That I actually saved my life uh, a few times in Iraq. Like, because you knew, you knew something was up, right? Can you can you share? Yeah, share an yeah. Like, I sensed, can you just yeah, give us I one sensed it before it happened. Okay, and, and like, it's hard to explain, but I sensed something was going to happen that was going to be bad, and it was like. I was living it in the past and was able to stay alive, although it was happening in the future, but I was still living in the present. And it sounds weird, but I'm sure there's somebody listening that had the same situation, not say Iraq, but maybe a car accident or a deer jumping out in front of them. Like they knew it was going to happen and they were living it from the future and avoiding the issue before it happened. Yeah, that's a that's a something else, man. And like I said, it's happened before. I've I've had people describe uh, things like this to me as well, where they just knew, like there was just something in the air that they knew something wasn't right, and they shouldn't have known. There's no way they should have picked up on it. It was not even like a visual thing. It was not an auditory thing. Uh, they just they just couldn't describe how they were able to like defend themselves when they knew something was coming that they shouldn't have known. But and, and yet here they are, still alive, telling the story. Crazy stuff, man. And I'm sure you probably got a ton of stories like that. Maybe not just yourself, probably uh, friends uh, that were veterans that are probably in similar experiences, right? I would, I would imagine it happens to everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, I'll leave that portion alone, but I'll get sure. back to the whole eye thing. Sure. If you look at the eye, it's a cone. And like I was talking about, the cone takes in light and puts it back out to the other side. Sort of like if you look at uh, the magnetic portions of magnetic waves, north-south pole. And it kind of, it, it sounds weird, but it makes sense. Like, if we're connected to the Earth through magnetics or gravity, and the Earth is what's keeping us on ground, and as we look up, we're actually looking down. Because Earth and gravity is keeping us here, so that means that's actually down. And up is, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, it's confusing, but it kind of makes sense. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, we live in the upside down, man. That down is up and up is down. <laughs> that's for damn sure. I, yeah, I think I that's, mean, that's the basic I mean, operating you procedure. Think about it, you look at it like we look up, but honestly, if we're connected towards the earth, then yeah, looking up is up. But then they say we rotate around the sun then that means the sun is down and as we look up the earth is actually up so it's like it's like they're trying to confuse us on purpose to 
keep us from awakening to what we really are capable of and what we can do when we unlock our minds and our pineal gland. And that links back to the Egyptian pyramids and Babylon and pre-flood stuff that's all over the world. Our pineal gland and our mind can truly unlock the capability of human nature. Yeah, yeah, and and, and again, like, uh, it is strange that uh, we're you know it it starts with like a sort of a you know uh, feet on the ground uh, sort of uh, explanation or conversation here, laboratory stuff, eyeballs, and like I was saying to uh, to, to Rohan, it, it's just nuts how it goes to you know like time travel and <laughs> intuition and right per, uh, you know extrasensory perception and stuff. But yeah, go ahead. You said you had another thought. Yeah, one last thought, and I would love to hear uh, Rohan, I think that's his name, Yes. thought on this. Okay. So we all know about Tesla and Neuralink, this, that, and the other. And Tesla links back to a, a monkey that was able to play Pong, and we've all seen those videos. But have you seen the videos prior to that where somebody that was a complete paraplegic that was implanted with a chip in his brain and he become super smart super smart and this was prior to Neuralink and the monkeys and stuff like that and it was about 15-20 years ago a guy couldn't move anything like that and he was able to connect to the internet and he did things on a level almost of quantum computers and AI once he had that chip put in his brain interesting Rohan, you can hear him, right? I'll take on that. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard. Yeah, no, I was just thinking. I was, I'd, honestly, I've not heard that. I've not heard that story at all. But um, I, I, I can totally imagine it. I can totally accept that that, that would have happened. You know, absolutely, because the science is there. In fact, I remember like what about. 20, 30 years ago, they used to talk about. Oh, it's just all we need to do is uh, find the interface between sending electrical signals from the body and turning it into so a chip can recognize it for a computer. Do you know what I mean? And obviously computers have moved up on so much since then. You know, it's obviously, you know, with, with, we're, we're getting technologists decades behind, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised. And also um, I, think, I think that can be done chemically as well because if you look at things like um, conditions like autism and such, a lot of them are coming as a result of reactions to vaccines, not vaccines necessarily causing these things, but some people are sensitive to these concoctions, you know, because big pharma don't keep this stuff clean. And so they end up getting debilitated in some ways, a defense mechanism, but the right chemistry would probably undo that. And that's probably the same for people like, um, who, who won't be considered smart or have a low IQ for various disabilities. I can, I, I would, say person there you can probably fix a lot of that with chemistry or like say with chips like this we can do this stuff we can do this stuff we can have computer program uh, circuit boards that are like little brain networks like i was talking about earlier you know it's just the ethical debates on it all and who's going to be sort of in command of it and what oversight there's going to be and, it, and that's the bit that we have to do because we can have all this stuff you know, we can we can get it, but I think the the key thing at this time is to we've got to be responsible for making sure it's sort of dealt with in a positive way. You know, by having these conversations, sort of thing. And I, I actually will agree with that. I will say one of the most powerful people right now in this world uh, runs Tesla, 
And he's warned about that, about AI and mm-hmm. humans have yeah. to somehow interface with technology to keep, uh, I hate to say it, but Terminator from happening. Because if AI yeah. wakes up, which technically I think it has, but somehow, mm-hmm. like us as humans, without being connected somehow or some way, as fast as AI can be, yeah. it'd be a bad situation. I know it's yeah, type stuff that we talk about, but at the same time, the human mind, like I'm looking at a TV, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that, and then, like we're leap years above AI technology. We just don't have the ability to compute it and keep it all in one single larity and make the most of what we're taking in all at the same time. And I think that's what the, the whole neural link thing is about. Like trying to keep AI from waking up, but you know, that's fringe stuff and that's, you know, Terminator and robots <laughs> take over the world. But yeah, like, don't if forget you think about it. Like don't forget us as a human being, if we want <laughs> to go somewhere, AI would be the best thing to do it. Because yeah, they could yeah. travel for hundreds of thousands of years and go there. Yeah. Well, and also what I was going to say is don't forget that it may seem like way out there and Terminator type stuff, but uh, in the past, you know, 18 months, like basically all the conspiracy theories have come true. So uh, careful what you ask for. Yeah. It may be another 18 months. Yeah, the other extent was right, Joe. It's massive back. now, isn't it? <laughs> conspiracy just, back. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, you see DARPA robots exactly. doing parkour better than probably everybody here minus two or three people can do yeah did you see that they're uh, and then, again, uh imagine the, next of the world they had those little robot dogs that were running around and killing people well that was looks like the same darpa dog that opens doors yeah exactly yeah, wait till they start teaching them robots kung fu and jiu-jitsu <laughs> yep game over game over yeah. here there's a there's a uh, i want to uh, have you guys address this real quick uh, jennifer jump back in chat real quick to uh, to bring this up and this is this is kind of what i was getting at when i was like you know the little uh jennifer, those little dope balls reaching out with their minds jennifer says this well guys wanted to come back and chat real quick because there were these uh what these guys are saying is that maybe these lab brains that have grown eyes can possibly give the evil eye or curse people with a stare <laughs> exactly so i was getting at they're reaching out open your mind <laughs> uh, internal curses right? from the inside out <laughs> yes yes right and if you look at these things again right so the these uh photographs we're watching uh with from sciencealert.com is uh at six 60 days of development. That's what these things are. So they look like a little dough ball with raisins for eyes. But these are actual, right, mini brains built with stem cells. And these eyes are actually functional, meaning, like I said, if you shine a flashlight in them, the eyes will avert, right, to, to kind of keep the light from getting directly into the into the little mini brain because, right, to, to too much light. But but I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think the little dough balls here are able to cast the evil eye on the, uh, the, the evil scientists that created them, <laughs> Frank? Frankenstein monsters, as it were. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Ten to fifteen years ago, you could buy cats out of China that would glow in the dark that were spliced with uh, jellyfish DNA that would glow in the dark on purpose. It's proven. It's out there. It's a thing. It's a thing. So yeah. All right. All right. I, I truly believe that we are hitting a. Uh, 
technology. I mean, think about it. 20 years ago, and a lot of us are old enough to understand that. 20 years ago, like, if we wanted to talk to somebody, we either called the, their phone or we rode our bike to their house. Now we can talk to somebody like you or any of the callers here across the entire world at the exact time. So imagine how far technology would be in 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, hold, they're holding it back from us. Imagine where it's at now with DARPA. For sure. For sure. Like, like Ash was saying, he's, he's spot on. They're way ahead of this. It's just uh, imagine if this is all like wireless and the neural network actually exists. They just haven't like put the chips in our head yet to access it. <laughs> to consciously How long access DARPA it. Because that's the whole military complex thing, and and we've been warned about that since uh, World War Two. Eisenhower. Yeah. Yep. So I'll leave that alone. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That, so my front Pre- door. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. And anything else, uh, Jimmy? While we got you on the phone tonight. Please go. I love this guy. Eh? <laughs> what? Let him talk. I- I'll be silent. Who? Rohan? The next, I don't know, hour. <laughs> yeah, oh. Rohan. I love that guy. All right. Hey, so uh, so this is the thing. It costs me money if you stay on the phone. So that's why I try to run you off the phone. So the thing is this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll send you some money, but I'll call you some other time. <laughs> no, it's okay. Stay on the phone. Oh, no. no, no. My point is this. Try and get Discord working, and next time, jump on Discord, and uh, there you go. You can stay. Third hour, that's what third hour is for, for us to just kind of kick it. So I'm not going to run you off. If you got more stuff to say, no. you're welcome to stay. Uh, go ahead, Rohan. Uh, take hot takes on this stuff. What do you think about the uh, the evil eye being cast from these little uh, laboratory, <laughs> whatever they are? Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that, that'd be crazy. It's a bit of a shocking thing. But then, what about? <laughs> I don't know if they could cast on you or whatever. They've got consciousness. I think you need mind and intent, intention to do that. But what about the? Uh, what about this? I mean, there was there was that uh, Dan Burish or Dan, Daniel Crane, who was a captain, who, who was a whistleblower that come out and said he, you know, worked on this alien and whatnot. But he said they had, he had this other thing that I thought was really interesting called the Lotus Project, where they found these these um, like exotic particles that were like a, a sort of precursor to mitochondria. And it was taking uh, like matter that wasn't alive and and uh, recombining it and making it alive. Do you know what I mean? Like some Frankenstein type stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? And that started doing that growing stuff. And that's why I mentioned synaptic pathways because rec- he reckons that it started growing a brain. So they had to kill it quick because this thing's come through like a kind of micro portal. That's why it's coming into our dimension from a micro portal and using the surrounding matter to change the chemistry of it to make some living thing that's starting to grow a brain. Do you know what I mean? So this thing they've got, they might not have they might not have done it in some chemistry lab. They might have been messing with portals and stuff and it's pulled one of these particles in. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You don't know what it's gonna do. Well, and, and, and that's and I think that's part of part of the uh like the science fiction here turns into, uh, you know, as we say, science fact, because think about it, you know, Mary Shelley and like you said, the Frankenstein's monster. Uh, well, it's, it, it was fiction at one point. 
But then at, at some point now, we're, we're like literally talking about that these things are like 60 days old. They have little eyeballs, little brains, and they say, oh, no, there's no nervous system. There's no consciousness. No need to worry, which means there's no ethical considerations. However, yes. again, you, you flash a light in their eyes and they avert their eyes like they're, they're, the little eyeballs actually react to light. So you tell me if it has like basic built in like uh, defensive functions like that, like we do it reflexively, naturally, not even thinking it's built into what we are. You flash a bright light in our eyes, we avert our eyes, we close our eyes. So because it, right, it hurts, it burns, it, right? It, it causes us disorientation, all these things. They're doing the same thing. They're, they're showing signs of defending themselves. You see? Yeah, and do you know what else? That gets me wondering about um, pain as well. Do you know what I mean? Because when the first anesthetic was, did this, uh, was first developing that, they did one that was just a paralytic. So they thought it was, you know, numbing people. And really it was just stopping them being able to move. They could still feel it. So do you know what I mean? Maybe you're creating pain in these, you don't know, these weird things. You don't know, do you? And the only reason I mentioned that is because uh, what if, it, what, what if that's happening, then, you know, if you believe in karma and stuff and bad juju, <laughs> do you know what I mean? These experiments probably aren't really a good idea. No, exactly. And, and so uh, very much like uh, Jennifer was saying, that uh, is it possible then uh, for all the things we're saying? And, and sort of what kind of got me thinking again was exactly. So we're, the end of this conversation becomes, so we're creating these little brains in a lab and they're growing eyeballs. They're growing their own eyeballs. And then so my question was to really start the conversation tonight is if we have our own eyes have this inherent power that we cannot describe or explain yet we feel it, we know it's there. Do these little eyeballs, right? These little prying eyeballs from the, uh, <laughs> from the laboratory in the Petri dish. Is there some sort of the same sensations coming from those eyeballs? How about this? That's, yeah. If you're staring at them, do they feel that you're staring at them? <laughs> well, that's just what I was going to say, because you know what? Plants, supposedly, if you put them on a polygraph machine, a lie detector, they can, you can detect stress with them. If you um, you go get a match and make like you're going to set on the leaves on fire, but then they find out that you can detect stress from them. If you just think about doing it, and they won't stop stressing until you take any lighters and matches out of the room. So it's like, well, they're watching. And in the DMT experience that I've had, um, yeah, the, 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 there was literal plants. And I looked at them, and part of them was made of... It was like a plant with an eyeball instead of a flower bud. You know, so it was a bit freaky. So then I was a little bit afraid. But I could feel they were instantly afraid of me. And so then I thought, well, I don't need to be afraid. There's flowers just look weird. And I felt less afraid. And the flowers felt less afraid. And I thought this, and that brings us back to that Jennifer stuff, they were having this kind of collective experience, but as an individual, you know. And then if you look at the, you know, that big picture of everything in the universe, where it's all the big structure, the dark matter and that, it looks like a brain network, doesn't it? You know, so it's all it one big brain. Exactly, one big brain network. What's up, Tam Bam on uh, Facebook says this, if that little brain is reacting to light, then it must be taking in information and data. But where does it go? Internally, externally, to the point of developing, developing its own body? Is it conscious? Would it eventually have a soul? Where would it end? And that's exactly what I'm talking about here, right? Is, is it reaching out with its mind saying, I'm in pain, help me. 
<laughs> like that's what I'm saying. We don't even know, right? Like these, and this is this is where this ethical stuff comes in. And eventually, right at some point, science isn't going to give a shit because right, the the ends justify the means in some cases. And so you have to be a little bit, uh, you know, <clears throat> unethical to 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 accomplish things, right? That's just the way, just the way things work. Like if, if everything was like kind of said. Uh, from the beginning of time, science-wise, was like, okay, well, we can't actually do this because it's just, it's beyond the pale. It's just unethical. We're not going to do it. Well, then we wouldn't have, like, you know, surgery today. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't exist. Because you know how they did that? Yeah, they were cutting yeah. up corpses. That's how they did it. They were, like, literally yeah. just digging, it, digging them up and yeah. cutting them up. Yeah. And, it, and if not, paying people hustle money. Do you know what I mean? Around the back of the, <laughs> the pub and stuff. Exactly. They take corpses. That's true. Exactly. Had to do it. Had to do it. But that's, it's, it's like, say, that's where the ethical thing comes in. But then, but like I say, you've got to take the sort of risks but it's i think for me it comes to what i suppose in the movies and in these examples it's only one individual do you know what i mean doing something and it's i suppose it depends how big it is but then we, you don't know do you because it's science and you, you try and stuff out so it's always risky i suppose maybe it depends on what, what your intention is but then again you know so many men of peace have ended up creating weapons of war and they so Exactly, exactly. Uh, trying to help uh, Jimmy get into the uh, the caller queue here. Uh, that's why I'm typing. But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? So, so we're still uh, we're looking to hear from you guys. What do you think about this? Is it strange that uh, these little uh, little brains, little dough balls, as it were, <laughs> with with raisins for eyes, are uh, are uh, well uh, conscious in some sort? Are are they gaining consciousness? Again, so these are these are actually uh, you know little brains that were uh, created out of stem cells, and they spontaneously uh, did. Uh, grew eyeballs and these eyeballs actually respond to light and like uh, Tam was saying I think it's a, a, a perfect example of where this conversation goes is that if if they are uh, you know moving their eyes based on where the light source is whether they're following it or you know deferring from the light because it's too bright or whatever uh, they're still they're they're taking data into a, a, a something right and so we do the same thing as well people we take in data, we take in as, as part of our consciousness. And so these little dough balls, these poor little things, whatever they are, uh, they're, they're clearly, they're human DNA, but would you call these things human? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I definitely wouldn't think so. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, sick stuff. Uh, you're good. Uh, so, so Jimmy, you, so unmute, I can see you're, uh, you're muted and you're, uh, and you're, uh, uh just look at, look at the uh, thing here. I'll show you. I'll give you another screenshot, but I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on the evil eye stuff, uh, Rohan? Before we uh, before we get uh, Jimmy in here, he's uh, here. I'm gonna yeah. One last thought on that. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I mentioned the mesmerizer guy as well, actually, because I reckon there is something too with staring at things. Because I, <laughs> I feel stupid for telling you, but years and years ago, uh, my niece had left a headband on the side in the kitchen around my mum's house, and it was late at night, and it decided to stare at it and genuinely try and use the force to try and levitate it. Right? <laughs> I really, really tried. Yeah, and it didn't work. And I didn't think anything of it. But when I got up the next morning, I was the first to wake up. And I came downstairs to put the kettle on. And I noticed that that headband had snapped exactly where I was staring at it. And I thought, hmm, as, I don't know, <laughs> has somebody come down at night and broke it and just left it there? Or did it break because I was staring at it? Or was it already broken and somehow it's been moved? I don't know. I just thought it was weird because I, I know I was the, last one, the first one to get up in the morning. 
So I thought, how comes that's broke and moved? Mm-hmm. You never know. Like these are these are the things. These are the things that make you go, hmm. Let's see if we can get Jimmy on. Jimmy, can you hear us, buddy? Test one, two. Should be able to hear us and talk just like you're on a telephone. Let's see. Looks like maybe. Try it again. Jimmy, test one, two. Nope. Jimmy, test one, two. Jimmy, test one, two. Test one, two. <laughs> Testing one, two. Speak some words, Jimmy. Speak some words. Trying to get, uh, we got a Discord uh, person coming in here for the first time, trying to get this working, guys. Uh, so that's the conversation tonight. We're, uh, we're talking about this weirdness, these little eyeballs that grew on these little laboratory brains, these mini brains. I don't know. Uh, is it, uh, uh, are, they, are they casting the evil eye on their creators, as it were? Is this turning into the uh, Frankenstein's monster situation? And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what's kind of on my mind tonight as we uh, talk about this and consider these things because, well, uh, yeah, uh, weird weirdness there you go i think he's trying to stream there you go uh you should be good you're trying to stream a video now which you don't have to do but uh yeah jimmy test one two can you hear us buddy we're just going to keep on trucking you just keep trying keep talking and stuff and when we, when you when you pop on we'll we'll be able to tell you uh let's see uh <laughs> there it is, Adonis. Yeah, he might have to check his settings. Maybe just because I, I found when you first go on Discord, I, I find sometimes it changes settings. You go into the audio and just make sure your mics are selected. Sometimes it changes them. There you go. There you go. From an old pro, Rohan, that got it working. Uh, Adonis <laughs> says this on Facebook. Uh, the poor little dough ball rolled, fell off the table, and Mike's dog ate it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's creepy. This stuff is creepy. Uh, and, you know, I mean, sure, fine. Like, it's going to be it's going to be good. Science can be good. Uh, you know, I'm not it's definitely good. I'm not crapping on it like that. But uh, it's uh, it is what it is. It's uh, it's it's just a little bit. Um, um, uh, well, uh, it's disturbing, is it not? I, I think uh, uh, speaking of ethics here. Uh, but okay, so so uh, now now so we got uh, a few things, right? With these little dough balls that they created in the lab, they grew eyeballs, and they're doing some studies on them. Then we got the evil eye stuff. So here we go. Uh, now this is let, let me just read this real quick to kind of get this into the show for posterity reasons. Now this is from Britannica.com. The evil eye. Now, if you guys don't know what this is, we've talked about this on the show before, um, a little bit in depth, so it's it, this may be some repeat stuff, but uh, when you're talking about brand new laboratory eyeballs, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the evil eye, right? So here we go. The evil eye is a glance believed to have the ability to cause injury or death uh, to those on whom it falls. Pregnant women, children, and animals are thought to be particularly susceptible. Uh, belief in the evil eye is ancient and ubiquitous. It occurred in ancient Greece and Rome, in Jewish, Islamic, Buddhist, and Hindu traditions, and in indigenous, peasant, and other folk societies. And it has persisted throughout the world into modern times. These, um, those most often accused of casting the evil eye include strangers, malformed individuals, childless women, and old women. Oh, there you go. There's a crackdown on women, dirty women. <laughs> uh, the old, the old days. The old days. I tell you what. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, it seems to be all over the world, right? So, the power of the evil eye is sometimes held to be involuntary. A Slavic folktale, for example, relates the story of a father afflicted with the evil eye, who blinded himself in order to avoid injuring his own children. More frequently, however, malice toward and envy of prosperity and beauty are thought to be the cause. 
Thus, in medieval Europe, it was considered unlucky to be praised or to have one's children or possessions praised. So some qualifying uh, uh, phrase such as God will or God bless it is commonly used. Uh, there you go. That's where some of this stuff comes from, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you inad- uh, lest you inadvertently curse the family, uh, take out your eye. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Keep getting lag. Keep spinning. Yeah. Uh, try uh, try rebooting. Try rebooting Discord. Like shut it down, come back, and then jump back in the caller queue, and I'll put you back on air. So basically, the on-air thing is like blocked off, so just anybody can't get into it. So that's why we have the caller queue, and then, right. Anyway, so that so uh, go ahead and try and restart it, uh, restart Discord, and then jump back in the caller queue. We'll bring you back on. But yeah, so so I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, that's what's up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have any uh, any stories you can think of regarding the evil eye or any of the rest of this, Rohan? The old stink eye. Uh, <laughs> So, no, no, well, I know that I noticed in Turkey, I spent a bit of time in Turkey, I nearly moved there at one time. And, uh, yeah, it's, I noticed they have them everywhere. They've all got them there. They have these uh, symbols. It's like, a, it's like a ring. It's got like a, a kind of light spot in the middle. Is it white? And a, a dark blue ring around it, and a light blue, and then white around the edge. And that, they have the, they call it, we call it the evil eye, but they, sort of don't call it that they call it the eye that wards off evil so they've got an eye that's watching for them rather than watching them casting evil they've got one that does protection so they have them like hanging in their homes and stuff yeah yeah interesting so so as you know right so i got a bunch of stuff here to talk about it uh and i thought this was pretty fascinating 13 facts about the evil eye and how to protect against it uh, there you go. There's some there's some good stuff. Sherry wants to know in uh, on Facebook chat here. Uh, one of the few, the last Mohicans on Facebook. By the way, guys, if you're still listening to us on Facebook, uh, well, they've limited our reach to the point where it's nil, almost none. Look, go look at the top of the page. Forty two thousand followers. There's twelve people viewing on Facebook right now. So what that tells me is they've shadow banned us. They've removed us from Facebook. And if they want to play games, we'll move off of Facebook. So just to let you know, uh, if you one day next week or two weeks from now or whenever it takes place, if we've moved off of Facebook and you're like, where did Troubled Minds go? Well, you know where to find us. There are other places. There are other places. So uh, yeah, just uh, just to give, give you a heads up on that. But uh, yeah, so here we go. 13 facts about evil eye and how to protect against it. Number one, this is pretty cool. No one can give you the evil eye unless the seed is already planted in you. What in the world is that? Who just posted that disgusting brain soup? What's up, Lily? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Gross. In the Discord. No one can give you the evil eye unless the seed is already planted in you. That sounds dirty, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds pretty dirty. Uh, Number two. The seed is usually manifested as some fear you have concerning the issue under the evil eye. For example, in order for someone to be able to cause you a financial crisis, you must have beforehand a serious existential fear or some other type of strong fear pertaining to the loss of money. Interesting. Interesting. You ever heard that before? That's a new one to me. (laughs) No. Like you you have to uh, actually have been... Uh, been thinking of these things. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a metaphor. I thought maybe it's a metaphor, like um, if you're not that way inclined, like if you've got a bit of darkness in you, if you're a bitter person or a vengeful person, then maybe you're more sensitive to that working to antagonize you. Maybe it sort of means it in that way, you know. 
Right, right. Well, meaning that. Uh, so again, I think I think this is what I'm saying about curses. Is that uh, I'm not saying curses aren't real and don't exist. What I am saying is that uh, it it seems like you can psych yourself out and maybe curse yourself by the fear of just yeah. you know the fear of curses and uh, the fear of these other. Well, you get placebo. Yeah, you get placebo for for chemist biochemistry. So why not? Exactly. Exactly. What's up, Joe? Uh, Joe on uh, on uh, YouTube from uh, Malacchio in Sicily. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, welcome. There you go. Adonis says, I'll join Rockfin to watch Troubled Minds if it quits Facebook. There you go. There you go. Uh, Sherry says, I'm angry at men right now. Well, don't be angry at all of them. We're not all uh, terrible and, uh, you know, trying to run the witches into the <laughs> onto the burning stakes. All right, here we go. As opposed to a common opinion, your vulnerability to the evil eye has very little dependency, if any, on whether you believe it or not, in the paranormal in general and in the evil eye in particular. Uh, so so it, it says it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It'll still, they can still, uh, you're still susceptible to this, uh, regardless of whether it's uh, it's whatever it is. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. I don't know. Uh, like I said, uh, it's, it, it is good to me to go back and read some of these things, some of these, you know, uh, folk folklore uh, regarding uh, spells and some of this other stuff on how you protect yourself with, you know, salt and whatever these other things are. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. Here we go. I'll read a little bit more. Uh, people, number four, people hardly ever give you the evil eye consciously. The conscious mind of a common person is not strong enough to alter reality to such an extent. Evil eye is the result of underlying painful emotions people carry within, of which you happen to play some role of opposite and therefore happen to function as an object of jealousy or hatred or both. Interesting. So if you're a you know, particularly good-looking young lady or something and uh, you get cursed by somebody else because they're jealous or whatever it is, curious, interesting. Never heard that either. Let's see. We got, let's, get, let's see if Jimmy's back in. Jimmy, can you hear us? Testing one, two. What's up, buddy? All right. All right. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not sure what else to say here. Like, I, I can read the rest of this, but I'm boring myself. And when I bore myself, <laughs> when I bore myself, that's when we get into problems. We're like, eh. If, if I, again, I, I assume if I'm boring myself, I'm boring you. And so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a compass, like a gauge. <laughs> yeah, isn't, that, isn't that a pretty solid way of determining how things are going? If I'm bored, you're yeah, probably... I suppose it's like, yeah, do unto others and that. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but, but that, the, that you've triggered me. I was trying to find it. I've got this Terrence McKenna book. I was trying to find this, this bit in it. But yeah, it reminded me of um, with the evil eye stuff because he, he told this story about where he'd gone, he'd gone into the, you know, uh, have, have the ayahuasca brew in the, the jungles or whatever. So he's gone and gone to go and do that one time. And he said there was a group of people there, including this Irish lady. And it says that there was some like locals and there was all other, having it, and you're supposed to have it together and you had this shared experience shared uh, synesthesia hallucination these all see together they discuss it after right but and they sing songs to bring it in to get it started but they said there was this one particular local that kept singing a different song and singing against everybody every time and this irish lady was getting really angry with him you could tell and terence mckenna said he looked at her once the hallucinations have started he said he could see these red triangles coming out of her eyes and he said they started to slowly make the way towards this guy sat on a log who was singing against everybody and he says when he saw these triangles come and he says when the triangles hit him they hit him in the chest and it knocked him off his log and all the other locals were like oh you know the juju is hit him and you know what i mean and it's like he said he saw it 
he saw like that evil eye thing coming out of her eyes as red triangles, you know. And I thought, man, man, maybe there's something to this stuff. And you kind of <laughs> you, you use your eyes in in martial arts as well. It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I think that's funny. I can imagine some fiery Irish lady there, some redhead, like, yeah, right? <laughs> just uh, yeah, and, and like they like they say, right? The uh, yeah, it's kind of not like the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. It, it, it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. show that, right? And like like not yeah. saying that like that she did go all Bruce Lee and destroy everybody like physically, but like there's like a there's a mental power yeah. to to hatred, right? Like it like it, it yeah. makes one yeah. powerful, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like the dark Cause, side. Yeah, because there's a difference in there between shouting to like impress people or shouting as like a, a defense mechanism. Do you know what I mean? And genuine rage about something. Do you know what I mean? It's a big difference. You can see it in people's faces, can't you? You're like, oh my god, do you know when to get the hell away from him? <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. There's and there's something to it, right? Like it's it's uncomfortable when somebody's staring at you with with that that hate, right? Yeah. Like that hate in the room. Mm. Like you you sense it. You sense, you're like, eh. I sense it. I, I sense mm. some of you out there are staring at me with that that. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, have you ever sensed, Mike? Have you ever sensed that thing? You know, when you're in a room, I suppose it's, it's a bit similar to the skin response, but not when somebody's staring at you. When somebody comes in a room and, uh, and like, say, they might be angry, they're in that kind of mood that we're talking about now. They're really, really pissed off. And maybe, you know, maybe you're at a cafe, a restaurant, and somebody comes in, and without even seeing them, you can just feel the air kind of change or something that's, you know, there's some something going on. You feel the tension in there. Sometimes people bring it with them, don't they? And you can kind of feel it. With and the same with a if somebody's saddened down or, or a cop with a gut feeling. You kind of get that sense as well, don't you? Like an emotional sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's the weird part about all this. So we're talking about the evil eye as like a curse sort of situation, but in, in the same sense, right? Like you can you can detect hostility. You can detect when people distrust you. And I think I think it's this. This is all the same thing. It's all the same phenomena, right? Whether uh, whether it happens to be you know just uh, just dagger eyes or whatever whatever's going on, we know it. We sense it. We see it. And even though, you know, even though, you know, how a, you, know, you, you know, we all know dishonest people, right? They're the, the type that'll just smile at you and look you in the eye, yeah. but you know, they fucking hate you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like people like that because you sense it, yeah. right? There's, there's body language tips, but there's like the, there's like that. eye. they're just like, you know, they're like, if I could burn you to death with my eyes right now, I would, you know? I mean, we, we see it and we're not stupid. We see what's going on out there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes some of these, I, I knew this guy who's, who's a right liar. And, and, he, and he let me calibrate him one day as well. Do you know why? Because I lent him my lighter and it was a Zippo, right? And he put it in his pocket and I, and I was watching it because I usually have it on a thing on my belt. So I was watching it, him using it, and he put it in his pocket, right? And I thought, well, I won't say anything. I waited for him to give it to me, right, for a minute. Yeah. And but I know he's about to leave and he's going to go into town to go drinking. And I know he didn't have a lighter. So before he left, I said, oh, give me that lighter back. And he made out he didn't have it. But because it's a Zippo and it's he stood up to help me look for it. But because it's a Zippo, you could see it in his pocket. You could see the imprint. <laughs> and I, do you know what I mean? And I was like, and, it's, and he went through the motions of helping searching my friend's flat, trying to find my lighter, knowing it was in his pocket and he was planning to borrow it. <laughs> it's borrow like, it, borrow it, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and I thought I didn't even say anything. I thought I'll wait to see what happens to that lighter. And it came back the next day, and my other friend, whose flat it was, miraculously found it, and they're like best friends. And I thought, oh man, you know. <laughs> 
If it lets, I don't know. It lets you get a bit, let me get a bit of confirmation that my sensors work because I because I, I thought anyway he's a right line con. Yeah, yeah. Like you just know, you just know some people, don't you? Yeah, you just know. You just know. Like it's it's a it is. It, I think it's a defense mechanism, right? Like it's it's part of that. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. really. How do you quantify it? But we know we know when we're in. Like you know when like somebody. Let's say you're just hanging out with a yeah. group of friends, and like somebody comes in that's just not right. There's something right. It's like they're casing you, right? They're like checking to see what they can steal. Yeah. You feel it. You feel it. I had this guy, mm-hmm. this guy used to be a thief in an old neighborhood I lived in back in California. And I worked in a music store back then. And this dude used to come in and just steal from us all the time, right? And so, we, you know, we'd know. We, we threw him out of the store and, you know, we, we, we were always on this guy. And, and he's always trying to sneak in and wearing a hat and trying to disguise his looks and all this other stuff. He's basically just coming in and steal from you. And one night, I lived close. Like, I used to walk to work. It was before I had a car and all the rest of that. One night, I get a knock on the door. It's like maybe 10.30 at night. And I'm like, this is weird. So I go, you know, answer the door. It's this dude. And he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels. And he's like, hey, uh, I saw the light on. And I figured, you know, one of the neighbors is up. Maybe maybe you want to hang out. Right? And clearly, I was like, it was that it was that spider sense. You're like, <laughs> like, like oh, what the hell, right? He's all, he's all, I, he's all. I, I brought, I brought the uh, the entertainment, and he's got the bottle of Jack Daniels, and I'm just like, oh shit, this guy's gonna get me drunk, and he's gonna steal my shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but, but see, if I didn't know who he was, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a friendly guy. Come on in, you know. No hell no, get the hell out of here, bro. I was, I was like, no, nah, I was just going to bed. Thanks though, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but but stupidly he knows who i am he knows i work at the he knows i chased him and kicked him out of the store i'm sure he probably shit himself when i opened the door he knew who i was but yeah you know let's it's just like that right these people like the people that are like that that are moving into your space to take advantage of you there's a there's a way you know if you're paying attention man if you got like an open mind you know you you, you feel it you know you feel that energy kind of move in it's not good it's not good uh, another great uh, few, few great comments here let's read them jennifer says as far as uh, cursing goes, you have to be able to give it back as well or better than it was given to you as far as defense against curses go. Basically, like you're in a fight and you're willing to take a punch or have to take one, you have to consider if you can give it back. I see. So sort of like a mental mental chess, right? Uh, but with intent and curses. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know about curses in particular, but uh, yeah. And then uh, Jennifer continues, basically, like if you're in a fight, uh, she already read that. Uh, let's see. Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, other good stuff. Let's see. Um, James says, yeah, I've heard of that. Certain people who can reflect curses, bad energy back at people twice, three times as strong or more. Interesting. You ever heard of that, Rohan? Being able to reflect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do it. <laughs> do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't go around doing it. It's just, it's, yeah, it's like absorbing. It's almost like that. Um, I don't know if you've seen that X Men film where, uh, where it shows you that guy, uh, Days of Future Past, where it shows you them in their younger years, and there's a, it's, there's a guy that can suck in energy and they can try and shoot him with a missile, and it just sucks in all the explosion into his hands and absorbs it. And it's a bit like that. That's that's how it works for me. Because I'm, I'm an honest person. I'm an honest person. Right, and I'm a Sagittarius and whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm is that just, good or is that bad? I tend to re- well, I tend well. I save it. I say especially it's like the nuclear option. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just save it for now and again. I see. I see the nuclear option. 
Ah, yes. But so you can, you can't, you can absorb the energy and maybe kick it back. Yeah, I can kick it back pretty well, to be honest. You know, and like so, it's a lot about the intention and the forcefulness and stuff. And that's why I mentioned honesty as well, because I think the same with uh, a lot of stuff. If you if you're true with it, if you're standing on your truth and you're true, and the word, if the words that are coming out are true, and the words that are coming out are coming out with vigor, and they're coming from a place of of thoughtfulness where they've been thought about coming from a reasonable person that's really has sat and analyzed it and has been objective if you unload that cannonball in one shot like that and it's true as well then expose people over yeah interesting interesting maybe you can teach me that someday i'd like to learn that one <laughs> it's just, it's just, well it only is the, the secret ingredient the secret sauce for it it's dead easy as long as you're true and you and you um and whatever it is you're saying, you, you, you know about it, you, you really feel it. As long as you've got that, all you have to do is be very assertive with it. That's all. It's that assertiveness, the same as in martial arts. That's not the, the, the same martial arts that a fight is 90% attitude. But I don't mean being, a, being an idiot and being an asshat and shouting. It means being forceful in your intention. Yeah? Like people are going to get, I'm, have, I'm not having a job that's anything less than $15 an hour. So you'll only apply for those jobs. And so you'll get those jobs. And, and people will say, oh, that person was really determined. And it's, no, it's, it's making a clear choice and sticking to it. That's what it is, I think. Yeah, I got you. What's up, Penny? I see you there on YouTube. Thanks for showing up. Uh, uh, sorry, I missed you tonight, Mike. I've been having a break from YouTube. Uh, you're allowed. You're allowed. I mean, uh, social media gets to us all. Sometimes I, sometimes I leave the show and I'm just exhausted. I'm drained. Uh, I get it. I understand. I understand. And it's, you know, it's not like I'm doing anything in particular, just all the brain work that goes into it, right? Trying to be able to speak fluidly, trying to keep a narrative, trying to read all the chat, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot that goes on here. I feel you. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, We got Tam Bam on the line. Let's go to, let's go to uh, Tam. Tam Bam, you're on Trouble Lines with Mike and Rohan. How are you? Test, test one, two. Tam, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Good things. Good things. Right. Um, okay. So I don't, obviously I didn't hear the last two minutes of what you were saying. That's um, okay. Because I had to call, you know, you go into Discord and it's like, um, you know, a, a university mess to figure out how to phone. And, <laughs> and there's like the two minute, to two minute delay and everything. Well, you made, yeah. it. you made it. You're here. Welcome to the club. You're in the cool club now. All right. So. What do you think about this evil eye stuff and the power of uh, vision and uh, is is the soul or the the eyes the window to the soul? All this. What do you think about the conversation tonight? Oh, well, I'm going to talk about everything we've been speaking about. Well, sure. you've been speaking about. Sure. So you were talking about um, just now about um, how truth and and how you can. Oh, I lost my damn point. Um. <laughs> About being I, honest, and if you can tell a liar, yes, that's you sense what it, is. it. You sense it when they move into your space, right? Yes. So what happened? And from varsity, I mean, I always had this. We are born us people, our like-minded people. We're born with this kind of intuitive, extra intuitive uh, sense, right? So in varsity, I tried to be what I am from university, being a hundred percent honest. Because I always expect people to be 100% honest with me, even if it's awful. You know, I, I still want you to be honest with me. And what I found over the years and is that people just don't believe you. You can be 110% honest 
about anything in your life or your work and people struggle to believe you because they're not used to people being honest so so openly honest interesting so so here's the thing so we're so used to living in the backwards upside down of everybody being dishonest that when you're honest you show up on people's bullshit detectors (laughs) because you're honest Exactly, but but it's it's similar to this. So we talk about aliens, I mean, all the time, right? Right. But then someone comes with credible evidence, and it's only that person. We still struggle to believe him. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Similar to that. So it really is um, the eye of the beholder. It's your perception of truth. It's your perception of anything is your own bandwidth of understanding um you you can't really speak for it i mean uh what did uh, there was a caller earlier um i forget her name she's so brilliant but uh, she was talking about um oh shit now i lost my points again that's that's jennifer and she was talking about how uh our perception and we our shared perception is a thing right that's what she was saying about the, the light coming yes. through. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. It, it's the same, but it's not. Oh, I can see a tree different. Oops. Tam Bam, you disconnected. And there we go. She's oh, back. damn it. She's back. Dang. She said, I can see a tree. I'm going to remind her, prompt her. All right, you got kicked off, Tam. Right, can you hear us? Are you back? Okay, so you so you said I can see a tree, and then you got cut off. So obviously, I can see a tree different from you can see a tree. So a few uh, days ago, there was this company. Uh, there was a complaint on Facebook, and this company responded saying it was a gaming company. Responded saying, "Well, you're wrong because your perception of our game is not right." And I thought that was quite a bizarre but very truthful answer. They were, the guy was complaining about how the game wasn't this and wasn't that. And the company responded, like I said, um, with, well, your perception of our game is wrong. And I thought that was a very interesting answer. Your perception of our game is wrong. Meaning, meaning what, though? Like that, uh, meaning that your, your point is irrelevant. Oh. Because our, we believe our game is the best, but your point of your perception of our game um, is irrelevant. I see. I see. So, it, so it does, they're not responsible for someone's perception, are they? They can't be. Exactly. And I thought that was such an interesting response. And I thought, well, this is probably going to be the future um, of people giving answers. Um, there's no more the uh, customer is always right or the customer you know wins it's going to be well your experience of my product is wrong i think the same can be said for um when if you say it so if you say a sentence and somebody said i'm offended by that and then there's kind of anchoring for an apology what what offense is taken not given as jay from bingington says a lot you know and it's like it's true It's, it's your perception that the thing that was said was offensive based on your yeah. ideologies and your beliefs. So right. I don't owe you anything. Just because you feel the sensation of the emotion of offense, it doesn't yeah. mean someone else is responsible for it. It's happening in your body. That's a clue. It's yours to deal with. Exactly. So this, you know, this is, I think, is going to be the future for all answers. But I yeah, don't care I what think, you say. 
I love I love you, Tambam. I love that you said that um, about the the thing about honesty because I've I've found that all through my life. It's been notable for me that that one of, that's one of the, the little nuances in life that's really stood out for me. That I'm really I really am honest. I really do not lie. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And 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 it, and it just it just. It, it, like I say, I think it just bamboozles people or random acts of kindness. So like a Buddhism thing they encourage to do. But sometimes it just freaks people out. You know what I'm saying? They think, what, what really is the does. problem? Like, what, what is the, you know, try asking an old lady if you want me to carry the bags for her. Sometimes they might want to say, yeah, but a lot of the time it's they're going to be looking at you. Suddenly got the fear. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. no, what is it? You know, you think, come on, man. What's up? Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? Why do you just want to help me for no reason? And it's just genuine it's genuine kindness and it's genuine honesty. And over the years, I find that I've just become a quieter person where I used to be a, a life of the party and now I've just become so quiet and so uh, and detached from um, the goings-on of reality because people just genuinely don't believe you. And I just, I can't, I can't win. I can't mm-hmm. tell you that you look, I don't want you to look crappy wearing that outfit or something's really stupid. And they just take it to offense. And you, okay, I know it's nasty, but I mean, they just take it to offense and it really comes out of a place of genuineness. Mm. And I think, well, I think uh, uh, there's some, uh, we've been conditioned a lot, haven't we, over the years? And I think some of this comes into that um, thing about people taking self responsibility, like with the offense thing. And we've been we've been getting turned into snowflakes, so, so to speak, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? And I think it's yeah. been. I think the future is aiming towards that that maturity as a general human race, you know, and reaching yeah. for that. And I think that's why some people are sort of more chilled out when stuff happens in in most scenarios because they dealt with it. It's the emotional stuff. That's that's the key. The emotional stuff's key. Mm-hmm. I don't think people um, really put it on the, the pedestal it sort of perhaps deserves to be on. The emotional stuff is key. It counts for more. EQ counts for more than IQ, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But emotional too, yeah. stuff is key. It's the hardest thing to do, to dig in. You've got to imagine a window, four quarters. There's things about you that everybody knows that you know, like your name. And there's things about you that you know that other people don't know, like what you have for breakfast. But then there's the scary one. There's things people know about you that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So you need yeah. those answers, those key data. And then there's things that nobody knows about you and you don't know either. And that's where the secrets are. And that's where the work is. You know, and you can do it by whatever. There's loads of ways to dig into yourself. Loads of ways. You know, like talking therapy is a great way. Yeah. You know, meditating is a great way. But that's where the answers are, and that's probably why the Star Wars stuff, which is probably that's coming from the work of Professor Joseph Campbell, comparative mythologist. That's our ancient history. And what does Yoda do? They, they, the Jedi are always looking inside because that's where all the secrets and all the power is because everything's made from the inside out. We're in an expanding part of the universe. You know, it's emanating from another dimension. Do you know what I'm saying? That's contracting. Yeah. You know, so, so it says constant emanation from the center. So, you know, you've got to go with that. You flow with nature. Things just work. And I think that's why I sometimes I've been faith in stuff, not blind faith in stupidity, but reason that doing stuff. And sometimes you've got to have a bit of faith with stuff, haven't you? And things just work because you're frequencied up for the that nice outcome where you're going to be safe. 
you know, belief. It does work. It does. Like, the only Buddhist mantra I know, I swear it saved my life in a difficult period of my, my life. I kept saying it when I thought I was screwed and things worked out. So is that just a change in perception? It probably is. Yeah, real, real it, quick. It really here. is. Real quick, let me let me just say, and then you can take it away. Take it away, Tim. Uh, so, so just based back to that, right? Uh, the, the point about uh, your emotions kind of getting in the way. It's like it's like the human experience is always us fighting with that emotional outburst, right? It's like we're always trying to tame ourselves, and so I think part of the the political. Uh, division rhetoric and all the rest of this like the stuff we're always talking about is intentionally uh, to to stop those things stop us from mastering ourselves, and instead allowing that base emotion to overcome us because then they control us you see what i'm saying here i think that's what this is all about this whole uh awakening is that no like we are the masters of ourselves and nobody can tell you otherwise damn it that's it I've mastered myself. You got it, Mike. And, right? So, like, I know my, where my emotional triggers are, and I know when I become unruly, when I become loudmouth, when I become agitated. I know these things about myself. But, right, the government or the media or whoever it is, they don't necessarily know that about me. They assume those triggers are the same as everybody else's, and they're not because I've worked very hard to over, overcome those things. So uh, what I'm saying is basically we're fighting that battle within ourselves and the powers that be are trying to rile it up within us so that we can't have a base. Uh, and this is a great comment from Sherry. This is exactly uh, kind of what triggered this thought. She said, if you're dishonest, you have no base structure. And that's it. If, there's, if you have no base structure, it's because you haven't mastered yourself. If you haven't mastered yourself or you're still struggling with that, then, uh, well, we have the media step in and confuse you even further. So just wanted to add that. Go, go right ahead, Tim. That's a very good point. You know, Sherry always comes with these one-liners that floor you. You know, she's just brilliant. Um, I find as well that dishonest people can't relate to honesty because they're dishonest. You do wanna, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, if, if you come to me and you say, Tam, you look shit today, I'm going to believe you um, because I know you're an honest person. But if you're a dishonest person, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's really, it comes back to frequency and vibration and if you're vibrating on the same level as I am and you portray um, honesty and your life and you just don't react to um, lower vibrations and negative EQ of the world around you, I'm going to take your word for it. But the thing is, we're all so distracted by entertainment, air quotes, um, that we, we can't decipher who we are really because... How I am really as a person, I don't even know who I am as a real person because I'm always trying to achieve or be better to keep up with reality around me. And it's so distracting that I don't even have time to research how to um, decalcify my pineal gland from so I can upgrade on a spiritual level and get to a four-dimensional vibe. You know, it, to get into the depths of who I am as an individual, as a spiritual being as well. It's all about distraction and it really, you've got to, how do you find emotional, um, high EQ people around you? And, you know, this is why I'm, I'm part of your group is because 
I resonate with you, you guys, on such a deep level than I do with people around me who I see daily. And that's, for me, the loneliest thing in the world. I mean, I can't even really, I can't touch you guys or see you or, or I find it extremely lonely and I've become very quiet um, and lonely. I don't know how else to explain it. It's, uh, I think it's, I think it's just because, uh, it's, it's part, I don't think it's even part of, um, like I said, like part of that human experience is becoming again, let that mastery of yourself. But I think it's because so many people are so confused. Like you see, like the, the, the rhetoric is so, so hot and heavy all the time. And people are always fighting about things that don't matter. And it's, it, it's, it's disgusting, right? Like their mind is somewhere else. They're told what their priorities are. And the priorities that they're told are, just are not like they're so far off the path of what where they should be that this is why everybody's so confused. It's and again, you know, I, I think it's I think it is. It's it's all calculated. It's all it, like that loneliness, like you say, alone in a crowd. That feeling is yeah. is because you know humans struggle anyway. We're it's it's hard to be human. But then on top of that, it's hard to be a good human. Let's say, but then on top of that. Um, you have these people that will uh, w- would rather fight with you about unbelievably stupid things. I mean, crying out loud, right? Just go on Facebook and say hi, and they're like, "We don't say that in our country." You offended me. You're like, what? <laughs> like, wh- wh- how did we get here? Yeah, I was just trying to be my nice. Karens. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. I I get you. There's a there's a there's a a shrinking crowd of people who get it, and and all I mean is like I don't I have no secret to enlightenment or anything like that, right? But like I, I do know who I am, and I do know who I want to be to get better, right? And that's it. Like that's that's the path. And if you don't have those things in order you're susceptible you're susceptible to all the rest of this bs and um that's uh, as you know as you know tim you've been listening a long time you've been part of this community a long time Mm. that's why we do this show it's it's the kind of to let everybody know it's okay to be you like like let let those things go those other things all the people out there that are that are criticizing you that are uh, flinging poo like i always say they're just trying to cause drama let it go it does it's it's all the time that's the problem is Is that I'm I put on, I've been put on this measuring stick for my entire life. My mother has always told me that beautiful people run the world, and and she's been telling us since I was a little kid. So I still, even though I know it's such horseshit, I still balance myself out. That's how I've got to be. This I've got to be always look ten years younger. I've got to do this. I've got to stay up with. I've got to be thin. I've got to train. I've you know what's the newest thing and even though i know it's such crap i still do it and i've i've got this measuring stick that makes me worthy and then and then you get bombarded for it why do you always have to do that why do you always have to be this why you know and you always get slammed slammed down with such negativity around you and all you're trying to do is just be yourself and then you've got stuff that you've been ingrained with as a child and you, I'm just such a confused human. Like I said, all and, by design. It's all by design. 
Right. I really am just sitting waiting for an alien spaceship to come and beam me up and take me to the planet. <laughs> take me, where the take ship me home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's uh, again, right? Like uh, they know, they know that there there have been studies on this and all the rest of this. They know what we're going through, right? It's not easy. It's not easy dealing with, no. like I said, the expect the expectations of a woman to be beautiful, to be all these things, right? Like you, you guys have it way worse than us, right? In that regard, it's like, oh, how dare you go yeah. outside and not have your makeup on? Oh yeah, Just screw off! <laughs> I can do whatever I want, but still, you'll never live it down. Type stuff, you know? It's like, come on, like, like, are we really still there? But we kind of are, aren't we? All the social will always be here. Yeah, it's all. It's always because it's there. distraction. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my sad story. All right. Well, uh, you're in the right place. So uh, sad stories are okay uh, because guess what? The future's bright because uh, tomorrow doesn't have to be a sad story. And I, I truly believe that. So, so thank you for sharing with us tonight. And uh, what about this evil eye stuff? Uh, you got any takes on this before we, uh, we round this down and let you go? Evil eye. So you know those Greeks have that, uh, that evil eye stone? It's like this blue stone, and it's um, it's got a little eye in the middle. Yes, I believe that's what I was talking about earlier. But yeah, they had to have them in the houses in Turkey. Yeah. So a friend of mine who's Greek, she said she gave me the stone. She says, "Always keep it in your handbag. Your handbag will never get stolen." And <laughs> I live in South Africa. They'll kill you for ten uh, for ten dollars for a dollar, actually, for a cell phone. Um, and I've always had this thing in my handbag. I don't believe in it. But I've never had anything bad happen to my handbag with my wallet and my ID and nothing, ever. So there's got to be, there's something to it. I think it, the intent to attach to it is, um, there's something there. Um, where, I don't know, evil eye, the eye, the eye of whatever, it, it all makes sense. It has to make sense. There's got to be something to it. Or else, why would they be putting fluoride in our water? What is the intention of putting fluoride in our water? But to and calcify the pineal yeah. gland. That's got to be the, that's the biggest reason, I think, because that's the biggest effect. And the pineal gland, let's not forget, the pineal gland, for its proportional size, gets more blood than anything else in the body. So that alone should tell you it's very important for some reason. I mean, this is why these kids, are, are, the children are more susceptible to um, any kind of spiritual awareness than adults are because they're not, their brain is not as, cal their pineal gland is not as calcified as ours are as adults. And they can see on the, uh, the bandwidth of our perception, they can see further than we can. And it's a very interesting thing to dial into. Um, I don't, uh, Yeah. I mean, if you can manage to decalcify it, I mean, I wouldn't be here. I think I'd be in a 4D reality living with some kind of a alien. The DMT machine elves. <laughs> the, the, huh? the DMT machine elves, when people take the, take DMT, it's like that hallucinogenic. Oh they, they end up in some other realm with the, what they describe as machine elves. <laughs> That's where you would be. You'd be in that realm. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm very scared of that stuff because... You know, everybody has a little bit of evil in them. I don't care what anyone says. Everybody has that little bit of evil. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because if your family is on the line, you will kill to protect your family. And that's where the basis of it comes from. So if you take DMT and you kind of are not having a good day, 
I really do think you're going to interact with something you really don't want to and bring something back. I don't mess with that shit. Yeah, no, same here. I, I don't either. Uh, you see me sipping some beer or some whiskey once in a while, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't partake of the, the weirdness because, <laughs> because who knows, right? Who knows what it'll turn you into? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So uh, let's round, wind this up. Th- thank you, Tam, for jumping on. I know you're, uh, you're uh, you got, she's got the weird schedule from us. She's opposite. So she's usually waking up mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're finishing here and uh, regularly wakes up early to spend her time with us. And so thank you for that. I appreciate that a lot. And uh, thanks for sharing your you're amazing welcome. stories, amazing takes. And uh, we appreciate you. Uh, so uh, I sound like a dumb, dumbass today. It's too early. Nah, nah, totally not. Totally, look at the chat. The chat loves you. They're like uh, amazing points. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Early for me as well. Half six here, Nana. There you go. There it is. Aww. <laughs> See, boop. staying up late. I staying up all early. your noses. Thank you. Uh, back at you too. Back at you too. All right, so let's do it. You guys want to do the outro? Uh, Jay's Jay's traveling, so we don't have the outro. You guys want to help me do the outro here? I'll play some music, and you guys can say some things. Uh, I'll put you on the spot, or not. You don't have to. You tell me. I, I've got one. Okay, here's the music. Go for it. There is a saying that I have haven't that I heard ages ago, and it's from a poet, but I can't remember his name. And I've posted on this group before, and. Um, it goes that we are all individual snowflakes, um, each with its own design. But look what we can do when we come together. And that is creating a snowstorm and overtaking with an avalanche of information. And I think this is what how we should sum up our group. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. Snowflake used to be a bad thing. Tam just flipped it on its head and made it a good thing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'll be part of that snowflake crowd. Rohan, anything else? <laughs> Beautiful, Tam. Thank you. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've got a book in front of me. I'll do a quick quote out of this. This McKenna book. We can now move towards a new vision of ourselves and our role in nature. We are omni-adaptable species. We are thinkers, makers, solvers of problems. These great gifts are not ours alone, which is in the evolutionary matrix of the planet, not just for our convenience or satisfaction or greater good, but to make us better, to become caregivers, gardeners of mother nature and this living earth. Oh. Amen. And I'll finish with this one. When the heart is full, the eyes overflow. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. You guys are all the best. It's Thursday night, which means we are finished for the week. We will be uh, tomorrow, Friday at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific doing troubled minds news so thank you guys so much for spending time with us thanks tam thanks rohan thanks all the great calls tonight thanks all the great chat thank you all for being part of this community because that's what this is this is not like i always say I, i mean it this this is not my show this is our show let's get together let's talk about good things let's uh let's get us pointing in the right direction and respect ourselves and respect the world around us and up 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 let's win together and uh thank you guys so much i'm honored by you spending your time here and uh i'm uh yeah uh, 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 like i said uh humbled by it i appreciate it so much you guys are the best this is troubled minds i'm michael strange we're here with rohan we're here with tan bam from south africa i appreciate it you guys are the best have a fantastic night as we end it be sure be strong be true and thank you for listening from our troubled minds to yours have a great night
Bye. Adios, adios, adios. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, let's get out of here. If you guys are, uh, if you guys want to hang out, uh, usually we chill it in the uh, caller queue. After, or sorry, in the shoot the breeze. If you guys have joined the Discord, so if you want to come shoot the shit with us, we're going to be doing that. So. Uh, join the Discord, TroubleWines.org. Come say hi. Uh, Rohan usually hangs out for a little bit. I'm not going to speak for him. James usually shows up. Matt, we got lots of folks from uh, from the chat. James, Jay is usually there from New York, so uh, he's traveling, but maybe not. So come come uh, say hi in the Discord, and uh, thanks again for being part of this. Have a fantastic one, guys. Talk to you soon. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.